0: Hello and welcome to Move the Line. Uh, I'm Ryan Noonan from FTN Bets, joined as always by the new, freshly promoted, nice title over at 444, the lead betting analyst over at 444.com, Connor Allen. Connor, what's going on, man? We are, we haven't done this in a while. Um, we are bringing back the same exact show that we, uh, had last time we met. This is, uh, our running back from the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, excited to talk some
1: football with you fellas. How you doing, Connor? Yeah, I feel a little rusty. I mean, this was our last show, the last time we came on. Great guests, great people, a lot of great arguments, and we're going to have a lot of good takes coming up to the NFL draft. So, I mean, I'm excited to, you know, break down the NFL draft, talk about our bets, and we're going to really focus on actionable takes and things that people can bet on right now going into the draft. Yeah, we are joined by uh, an
0: NBA Top Shot influencer, Joey Knish. I appreciate you taking some time to not grind the marketplace you can join us for some uh nfl draft stuff man appreciate that
2: no uh, hey hey excited to be here uh i'm obviously you know uh, of the people that are wearing great t-shirts on the show right now i'm obviously in the best shape uh, of those gentlemen um and also it's unfortunate that uh you you know my dear friend um and one of evan's good friends benjamin albright couldn't make it with us tonight um So, but I, I'm I'm excited to be here, and uh, hopefully we can make the people some money. Last year's show was about as uh, successful as it gets in terms of draft prop stuff. So I'm hopefully I'm, I'm just
3: better. surprised that you know uh, somehow Joey Kinnish was uh, wait he was able to dig his way out of his coffin from last year's show, and <laughs> uh, and, and, and and also I mean he spent all day he spent all day tweeting about dog shit and Ben Albright. <laughs> I mean all all today.
2: I'll I'll circle back and pick it up. I'm not carrying it with me on the walk.
3: I, I actually, I my, actually, you know, agree. I, I mean, it's
2: a day.
3: Listen, Connor Allen weird. and I actually had this discussion over margaritas tonight. I <laughs> sided with you. He sided with the wokus, and we move on from there.
2: Some people, like, if you're the old person that's out there, like, scouting out to see, like, who's it, it walking out, like, what are you doing with your life? I'm, I'm sorry. If you're that mad that some dog, like, dogs have crapped on my lawn. I walk out there and pick it up, and it, it just go on with my day. If you're that, people, some guy was like, yeah, I would walk out there and throw it at you. Oh, that's a, that's a sane response to my 20-pound my doodle shitting on your lawn is to go out there with your bare hands and throw it at you.
4: But, I think there's yeah. a neighbor's app where your neighbor's actually write about that type of stuff happening yeah, in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably the same people who wrote about me yelling at Silva at three in the morning in his basement during football season.
2: I'm close enough to a certain area where my ring app is just constantly shots fired. Um, that's it's about, it, it, unfortunately that's true. It is about 20 minutes away there. Uh, it's just constantly. So I don't get the dog shit. Unfortunately, I'm not in the, you know, the Dagle uh, daggle woods there, where the biggest thing going on on the ring app crime wise is, you know, dog shit, shit on somebody's lawn. So, uh, yeah, so I, I agree. We'll we'll keep that going forward though. It wasn't a popular take today.
0: Speaking of woke, the wokest of the group, uh, my fellow uh, wokester, sometimes we get grilled a little bit too much for it. But uh, J.D., I don't even know where to tout where you're from. You're from the your NBC Edge? I don't know what it's called. It was so much easier. <laughs>
4: uh, I edge myself constantly. Yes, that's correct. NBC uh, Sports Edge. The Daigle and Silva reunion, as the chat is saying, we are all here. Uh, last time we were here together during the Super Bowl, as you mentioned, I recall Kanish and I being very angry that no one supported our Byron Pringle prop, which, by the way, was the right side, although it was nope. the wrong bet. It was a losing bet, but it was the right side in the process, and we were going to put people in the right process again this
0: time. Let's have over, some, some winners.
4: That's all we had to get was over
2: one
0: catch. He caught the first ball of the Super Bowl. He caught the
2: first ball of the game.
0: And last but not least, the big dog himself established the runs. Evan Silva, what's going on, buddy?
3: Yeah, and I just, you know, as opposed to all you guys just talking smack, I, I wanted to add some actual, you know, actionable info here. Um, and I'm stealing this from Dago, of course, but uh, I think the idea of, um, you know, when you are trying to predict the draft, and and that's what we're trying to do here, and trying to make money. Um, you need to leave out your ego. You need to leave your ego at the door, you know? And I think that Daigle has said this better than anyone. And this is actually why he's been, he, he's like, Daigle has legitimately been pretty hot since, you know, since uh, Matt Jones outplayed Ian book at the senior bowl and, <laughs> and, and, and Daigle jumped on Matt Jones to be the potential number three overall pick uh, is that our evaluations matter a lot less. Our personal evaluations matter a lot less than what we think that they do. and, what we're trying to do is really glean intel when we're trying to uh, predict the draft and, you know, make draft props. And, you know, it's, it's a lot less about our opinions. We, we can we can argue all day about who the third best running back in this draft class is. Who cares? What we're trying to figure out is what, what the, how the NFL evaluates these guys. And this, this has been no more evident than at the quarterback position this year and also in the top five this year. Where Daigle has, I think, been on, on top of everything from, you know, Mac Jones going number three to uh, San Francisco, uh, and number four, uh, Kyle Pitts going to uh, Atlanta, and uh, Jamar Chase going number five to Cincinnati. Now, you know, we we can argue those those points, and and maybe we we do have uh, different data points that that might suggest that we could get value at, at plus money on some of these bets, but man. Um, I think the way that this is has aligned. I, I think it's it's a, a somewhat predictable top five, and I don't know. I, I think that'll that'll be the, the debate of the day.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting. So it does feel right. So it, that goes to your point about being in the bubble and feeling like you know we have evaluations that maybe are different in the Twitter sphere than maybe are in front offices, and and this year is is different than any other, even more so than last year. And I know Evan, you talked about this a lot, where. You know, we're so used to having that intel that comes from the combined and not just the measurables, but it's those meetings and the, you know, the late night, you know, chitter chatter. And I know that's been kind of Kanisha's thing too, right? Like Kanisha's like the, uh, Lord Varus. I uh, make a, uh, you know, somewhat dated reference. I'm assuming you still have your balls, but like, I uh, can't <laughs> confirm. But like, that was kind of your thing with the draft or uh, with the Super Bowl was like, You know, you had little spiders whispering and you can get, you know, little things around, you know, props around the, uh, you know, color of the Gatorade or the over under on the national anthem. It's a little harder to get some of those whispers when we don't have the combine. So um, I'll kick it back to you, Evan, however you handled this year again, knowing that we kind of feel that the way things have shaped in the last couple of weeks that the top five somewhat feels a little predictable if there aren't any trades.
3: Yeah. I mean, well, last year was actually wound up being pretty predictable. I, I made the dumb mistake in my mock draft of, of projecting a bunch of trades in the top twelve, and like I don't think there was even a trade or maybe a small trade, you know, once in the top twelve last year, and so I had the worst mock draft that I've had since you know in in like seven years. But um, I think that uh, you know we're 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 it's it's a very limited information year, beginning with the fact that. So many of the the elite players opted out in 2020. I mean, Jamar Chase didn't play. Penny Sewell didn't play. Trey Lance and Matt Jones only have 17 starts apiece. You know, Davis Mills, a guy that might, that people, some people might think might uh, sneak into the back end of the first round. He's 11 career starts, you know? So the, 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 and there was no combine. I mean, even last year there was a combine. It, it, it went down like right before, you know, the, the pandemic, the, the heart of the pandemic hit. And but I mean at least like people gathered and, and we got some information out that way. The the pro day circuit was different as well. I mean it was you know socially distanced and you know I don't think that many of the beat riders went to the, po- the to, to the pro days. So the the information I mean it's we're it's it, it's it's a guessing game this year. But I do think that enough intel has filtered out through guys like Schefter and Jeremiah and you know some of the the the, the smaller time. Uh, uh you know uh draft reporters that I think that I, I think that we're this is gonna be a very actionable show. We crushed it last year. As much as I hate to give Kanish credit, you know, we I mean we annihilated You wouldn't it.
4: take off your headphones to listen closer, <laughs> Kanish.
3: You'd push <laughs> hey, them hey, forward. Last year. Let, let Mr. Woke let the
2: let the man speak here.
3: <laughs> I mean I don't I mean Kanish, I mean as you're on the show, like do you really have to be flexing in your picture? I mean, you know <laughs> uh, get dude, over yourself, dude.
2: Uh uh you know hey I know, uh, you know, at the start of COVID, maybe it wasn't in the best shape, but uh, you know, twelve months later, there's a lot of redemption here, so it's, it's good to be back. But I, but, you know, yeah. I want to, to follow up on Evan's point. Even though you talk about no combine, and that makes sense, but the less data that's out there, it's also much, much tougher to to set lines on a lot of this stuff
3: for the books, uh, and, right? For the exactly. books, because the so, books and and people don't want to acknowledge this. The books don't have more information than we do.
4: Uh-uh. Correct, correct. I think Justin Fields, and we'll probably get into this in a bit, but I think Justin Fields' Pro Day was the utmost example of that, how they just moved knowing they could take action on that number, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone then got far too excited about it when, you know, as we've come to find out, it's probably a bad number all the way around to begin with.
2: Some dubious sources uh, tweeted out uh, some Fields info that turned out to be uh, uh, what looks to be incorrect. Unfortunately for people that 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 follow those, those <laughs> courses, uh they're they're probably sitting on a very tough Joey Fields number or Justin Fields number at the moment. So yes.
4: I, I also want to take the baton off Silva's point because Daniel Jeremiah had a tweet when Sam Donald was first traded to the Panthers, and he said this is how I would rank them. If Donald were in this class and he had them, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, then Donald, who we've seen years with already in the league, and then Trey Lance and Justin Fields, which also tells us that, okay, this is how NFL evaluators are looking at this situation with the quarterbacks. And that's the only information we need. There is literally, as far as, as long as I've been doing this, never been a larger discrepancy between NFL front office groupthink and the draft net community. And more importantly, those with a take who are dying on it and those with skin yeah. in the game. And why yeah. anyone would waste even a second of a finite life we live on a take backed by zero pertinent info is still beyond me.
3: Like loads hey. of people, go ahead. You're, 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 you're talking about uh, the Mac Jones evaluation, right?
1: And Justin yes. Fields, I think, right? I, yeah. I, I and both. and, and Justin
3: mean, Fields. It was yeah. both and, the same and, thing. And, and, and that has been reiterated by Mike Lombardi like incessantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that really care about the draft and trying to predict the draft and make uh, you know, draft prop bets, you need to listen to this podcast with Gil Alexander and Drew Dinsick, uh, Dinsick uh, the whale capper, right, who I think does a really good job and is oh, very he's pragmatic. Amazing. And, and he presented a very good case for why he thinks that Justin Fields is going to be the number three pick. I mean, he had – I mean, I, I thought he made a great case for it. And then he just got absolutely shredded by, by Mike Lombardi. I mean, and, and we don't know who's going to be right. But Mike Lombardi, like, went in against Will Capper. And, again, I, I think that Drew is a, is a good analyst and, and, and made very good points. But, you know, Mike Lombardi, like, represents how the league thinks – and Drew Dinsick represents how a smart outsider thinks. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a great and, so, and
3: And that's the clash that, that we're talking about at number three. And ultimately, I, I think that the, the league insider is, is going to be right. That That's my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I would say if, if I had to set percentages on it, I think it would be 80% Mac Jones, 16% Trey Lance. Yep. And then maybe 4% Justin Fields at number three.
4: And I'll go a step beyond that and say with all the info that this group collectively has together that we're telling everyone, like we can go beyond Lombardi. It's the same thing Chris Sims is saying. It's the same thing Tony Pauline is saying. And not that they even agree with it. It's just what they are hearing from the people who we need to be parsing their information, not ignoring it because they differ from our own opinions. And that's why I don't even think Justin Fields has been a part of the top seven process because the NFL for as ignorant as I think they are about this opinion is clearly down on him they truly think he has a baseball throwing motion they think his legs go together when he throws downfield like a pitcher off the mound and then reported off-field issues at Georgia so I think we should go ahead and just throw Justin Fields out the window at number three and then we should talk about the odds with Trey Lance because if odds are still existing we should bet them accordingly otherwise Matt Jones is respectively like the favorite by am I
0: I think the one thing that's completely interesting about the quarterback position in general is if you dial it back 22 years you go back to that leaf and Manning draft it's like a 48 percent hit rate for quarterback so we can argue all day of like do we know uh, it's not even that yeah I mean yeah you're right I mean that's that's like are they successful like not even do they get a second contract with their team but like are they even viable starters in like year two or year three the quarterback position is just really, really, really hard. So before we get into it, um, we'll start. Let's just go around real quick um, before we dig into like breaking down and kind of walking through a mock and talking about positions. What's something that you can bet today, or maybe something you did bet today
1: that is actionable for the listener right now. Uh, Connor, and I'll start with you. Um, so I, I was talking to someone with this prior to this. I, I have like four or five different things that I think that are still bettable today. Um, and, you know, I think that we need to kind of let go of a lot of the things that you know maybe we got value on prior to this, and that are not as maybe not as valuable valuable as they were. But just like look at the information that we have currently and kind of evaluate from there. So um, something like Pitts under five and a half right now. Um, it's right now like minus one fifty at DraftKings. Can we see
3: the the first name and the and the position and the uh, college of the player? Come on, Connor.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, so uh, I mean, you
3: can't just come up here and say like, "Oh, Smith," you know, number four overall right. to the. Yeah,
1: yeah, so so Kyle Pitts is a little bit different than Smith Silva. Um, you know, uh, Kyle Pitts from Florida, tight end. Um, <laughs> I believe that he had a good career. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, Silva. But um, I think that he had a good career in college, and uh, also is should go number four to the Falcons. Um, as the days slip by, there's a less and less likely chance that the Falcons trade out of number uh, out of number four. Uh, basically where we are right now, like the 49ers already set the market in terms of what it takes to trade up. And right now we're looking at the teams that are in that, probably the range that it would actually make sense to trade up. And none of them are probably willing to, to give up two first round picks. And then beyond there in the teens, like again, those teams would have to give up two plus first round picks. So those teams are probably not going to trade up with Atlanta and Right now, all we're hearing right now from Atlanta is that they're going to take Stan Pat and take Kyle Pitts. So right now, a 150, you're getting uh, Atlanta to take a tight end. I think that that's still actionable for sure, and that's that's probably one of my favorite bets left on the board, and that something that I think that you can actually wait on. Like right now, you don't need to take that right now, but as the days go by and as the days progress, like if you're going into the draft and this is still sitting at minus 150, minus 160, even after minus 200, if they're if they are betting – At the if you're on the draft day and they're still sitting there at minus 150 or even less than minus 200, I would take Kyle Pitts to go to the Falcons. JD,
4: Uh, feeding off that, this is not my favorite one. I'll say another one really quick, but also the exactas on DraftKings and I believe Fox Bet as well. I think are still pretty good to go. Lance Pitts, and again, these odds are in your favor. Uh, Connor and I and a few others were fortunate to get it at 16 and 12 to one, but I believe even the exact of Lance. Pitts, Jamar chase to at number five to the Bengals is now like five or six to one, which probably isn't even worth it at that point. Um, but also Matt Jones is still three to one. If you want to throw that in that exacta, but I think over four, and I don't know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to let me know what it is right now. Cause I haven't looked in the last like 10 hours, but over four and a half receivers, if you can still get it at good juice. Um, Elijah Moore, first round, I got it plus 110. It may not exist any more strong, but uh it sounds like according to Mel Kuyper's most recent column that almost every NFL team views him as the number four receiver off the board behind either Jalen Walter or Devonta Smith. So I love Elijah Moore, first round is... Almost a no, lot. No, I mean
1: you. You got great odds. Now we're we're looking at this. I have this on the screen. Minus three hundred five for a live. Oh Lord. Jesus! Okay. Yeah. Man. So at don't that point, that. I don't. I don't think that's playable. Um. I mean, Did I think you he's probably find a better over under. Oh, okay, I'll throw
4: up.
2: trash.
1: Still trash.
4: <laughs> uh i may actually have to pass i actually may have to pass it then thing because i think i only have the odds from like 12 what? hours ago uh soul over six and a half if it still exists too by the way um the juice also was probably ridiculous on that one no i think that exists oh well soul over six and a half is almost guaranteed Kanish, what do you got
2: uh one i love and that's still out there all, around a lot of places is waddle under 11 and a half uh i think a lot of places yeah. you know minus 115 minus 125 here's the bottom line six seven eight fins lions panthers all need receivers i don't think all three you can you i mean i'm not going to sit here and predict trades all the time but the bottom line is i don't think he gets past if chase goes five i think miami's taking him at six i've had public people saying that i've had some private people thinking that um And even if he doesn't, even if there's a trade back, uh, I think you've got the Lions right there. You've got the Panthers right there, ball three receivers. And you've got the Giants at 11, who I know they've been connected uh, in some more ways to Smith. But the bottom line is, I don't think Waddle's athletic profile, when you look at him and and the explosive, what he miss in the NFL, the injury might have put him a little bit off kind of the the quote unquote radar last year. uh, But it's a top 10 talent. I, I don't see any way he's falling outside the top 10. And yep. I think he's gone at six to Miami. Uh I am large on under eleven and a half. And that is pretty widely available right now. In you know, some too. places dip to ten and a half. Me but,
3: too. Uh DraftKings oh, for a while offered Devontae Smith versus uh yes. uh, uh yes. Jalen Waddle straight up. And I mean, I don't one night I was just sitting there, I was just Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Just kept smashing it. Um, so, to,
4: to your point, Silva, yeah. you actually texted saying, Hey, we yeah. should bet this. But at the same time, you texted us that I was reading Ben Standig's column when he speaks to scouts on the Athletic. Yeah. And even he had some scouts, Jalen Waddle, not only over
3: Devonta Smith,
4: but over Jamar Chase, since front right, offices are right. factoring in the opt out year for players. They yeah. love Jalen Waddle.
3: Yeah. I mean, I even have a, a little, like I sprinkled, you know, in, in your terms, Daigle, I sprinkled a little bit on uh, on Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Oh, to be protection. the first receiver drafted, we week which you can still get at plus 700 i yep. don't believe in it but i don't
2: think so either but I, but i
3: i i like to have you know a hundred dollar sprinkle or whatever on it
2: you no know, if, if the Bengals are, are kind of swerving and go o-line i think miami would take waddle over chase one-on-one if they're both sitting there at six i think they would <laughs> take waddle over him um it, it, both wow. straight up if they're not saying that i no. think cincinnati's probably gonna go chase at five the borough connection all that um but as, as Daigle just said, I think some teams would take Waddle over Chase. I think Miami's one of them. So if you can get, you know, I think there was 10 to 1 at FanDuel. I think it's 7, 8 to 1 a lot of places right now. A little bit on that. But Waddle unders, uh, I have to believe, are are very good and still very good uh, at most shops.
1: So we, we've actually been looking for this right here. Um, and something that Silva, I know, likes as well. So Chase, uh, Waddle. I mean, I texted with, you guys
0: about this today. Because, yes, because FanDuel. You did. Fanduel yep. openings, but Elijah Moore is not available, unfortunately. Yeah, and it seems so, to be the consensus. McShay was
1: saying it today, even that he's everyone he talked to over the last three days has Moore as their wide receiver four. Yeah, so so it's an exact order. It's uh, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, uh, Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore as the one first, second, third, and fourth receiver. Forty to one right now on Bovada. Um, you know, it was not available on Fanduel. I think it was actually a few days ago, but it's not available right now. Uh, if you have an offshore, I think that's interesting. I know that Silva, you know, is interested in that uh, or was. I think the biggest issue is that it's between Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman, um, and I I don't know who's going to get picked for it. That's the so here, issue. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to push back on that because I think that we
0: think it's between Elijah Moore and Bateman, and yeah. one guy who is not popular in mm-hmm. our circle. Is Kadarius Tony. Right. And I know we don't love him. And he broke out late. And he broke out, he had just one good year. And like he tras kind of broke out and he had a nice tight end to do it too. But like teams love speed. And there are enough teams that seem to love Tony where we might not like him over Moore or Marshall or Bateman. But it only takes one. And he's very much in the mix as that wide receiver four.
4: So is the number for wide receivers? It's probably past four and a half, right? Because Baltimore
0: trade messed it all up it's four and a half but it's juiced up pretty severe yeah, okay yeah because yeah.
4: Baltimore trading getting another pick essentially secured five receivers going in the first round
1: yeah 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 we're looking at like minus 290 right now that's what I see on FanDuel uh, I think it's like in the minus 250 to minus 300 something um we are around this
4: range so does anyone have strong opinions on the first running back taken or the over one and a half because the more we hear about Etienne jumping up in the I mean, mid round, I never round, got to
3: ask for my my favorite bet. Yeah, let's toss, toss to
0: ask. Well, awesome. <laughs> Evan. Get Evan's, and then I have a take on that. You're too, back at yeah. Margarita's <laughs> talking about. Mar- I, just I, just haven't talking Margarita. my, I haven't shared I haven't shared mine yet, and Evan either. So I'm not hosting. I'm muted. I'm <laughs> <meeting. laughs> Dangle, you're a damn good host though, so it's fair. Uh, Evan, favorite pick right now that we can go hit.
3: Yeah, I think it is. Uh, well, it's a, a combination pick here and i think it's eric stokes to be um under whatever his prop is right now i I know we've we've hammered this down because it was at like i don't know depending on where you look at it was you know the the best you could get was like 44 and a half or something and i think now it's down to 41 and a half or something i I would still hammer the under on eric stokes where he's gonna be drafted he had a great season last year at an sec school he's got plus size he ran 425 427 at his pro day He's going. I think he's going first round. I think he's going. I I had him in. I had a, uh, uh did my my mock 2.0 today. I had 22 overall to Tennessee. Um, and then yo, look look at this back end of the first round, and this 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 is the combo play here because it's over the number of cornerbacks drafted in the first round. And I know I look. I know everybody loves to mock a bunch of you know receivers, kind of scrubby receivers, you know guys who weigh less than 190 pounds, you know, in the back end of the first round. But let's let's look at the, these teams that are drafting. All right, uh, the Bears at 20, they could definitely use another corner after cutting Kyle Fuller. The Colts need more cornerback help. The Titans are trying to, at number 22, are trying to build, rebuild their secondary. The Jets have needed cornerback help at 23 for, forever. Uh, the Steelers need cornerback help. 25, the Jaguars need help everywhere. The Browns, the, the worst uh, part of their roster last year was their pass defense. They're at 26. The Ravens are always trying to solidify their their cornerback uh, and their secondary in general at number 28. I've heard the Saints love Caleb Farley and might even be willing to be trick to trade up for Caleb Farley. They're obsessed with getting this cornerback out of West Vir- uh, uh, Virginia Tech, who everybody hates because of his back injuries. The Packers need another cornerback at number 29 the Bills one of the weakness one of the weakest spots on their strong roster is pass defense they could use cornerback help back to the Ravens at 31 the Buccaneers could go anywhere at 32 I think that we're going to get an onslaught of of pass defenders late in the first round and over four and a half cornerbacks let's smash it together and let's all get rich and then Buy a boat and uh, not not
1: invite Kanish. <laughs> I mean that that's sitting at minus one twenty four at, at DK right now. I mean that's that that's not bad at odds at all. Yeah, love it.
0: And there's like Asante Samuel. There's so many guys that are in the mix for that spot. We just need one of them. It's kind of like the same thing where we don't have to land the guy. We have four locks. Right. And we just need that well, one. we are we are
3: going to get. I think we're going to get Farley, Sertan, Samuel Jr., J.C. Horn. That gets us to four. Greg Newsom takes us to five. I mean, it's, and and then we get Stokes. I mean, we're, we're going to smash this over, fellas. Let's, it's let's right get now. down hard. Let, let's, <laughs> and I, again, by the boat, no Kanish unless he, he can pay his <laughs> way on. <laughs>
2: there is a certain uh off screen if you're into those that type of life that has a Stoke 60 and a half still out there uh, yeah goes by uh,
3: mother of God
2: yeah BFA uh, some people call <laughs> it uh, fast action uh, so if you're into that type of life uh, they they still got 60 and a half uh, so that under is it, it's quite good uh, and if it doesn't hit uh, just email Evan Silva establish the run uh, and he'll be able to just say, you know, get you paid out.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely love it. A couple that we kind of touched base on and, and floated over real quick. I, that's still available. I think that's a great one. The Stokes one's amazing because you got so much wiggle room. Like Evan's, you know, mocking him in the first round. On FanDuel, it's 47 and a half still. Mm-hmm. Um, that is is really, really nice. And Jamar Chase, it's, it's still just minus 122 um, under five and a half on FanDuel. And that's that's juiced up pretty significantly on DraftKings. But I, we all think he's going five uh, minus 122. I made a significant play on that today on on FanDuel. Absolutely love that one. So I'm going to circle back. Uh, Dagle transitioned us nicely. And I heard something today. I know that I believe uh, Connor Evan. Daigle and I all have uh, ATN as the first running back tickets, I believe.
3: And uh, I heard McShay I'm was talking. I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to get worried. I, and okay. I had high confidence there for a couple of weeks. I'm starting to get worried. Well, I heard McShay today, and I, again, like
0: we know, sometimes these main guys can be used as fodder. They could be used to, you know, float different things out there. He was talking about Buffalo being really bullish on ATN and wanting to get ahead of 23, 24, 25, where you have the Jets, Steelers, and Jags, kind of some spots where you're seeing that first running back start to get mocked. They want to get ahead of them so they can lock up Etienne as their first guy. So, uh I'll kick it to you. You were tossing into the group. What are your thoughts? Are you starting to get nervous like Evan is? Do you think that that's still actionable at its price?
4: The safest play still, in my opinion, is Etienne under 35 and a half. I don't know. What is it right now? Is it moved into the first round?
1: It depends on the book. We're okay. looking at like 32 or 33. DraftKings actually moved it down to 31 and a half.
4: 31 and a half, still safe, in my opinion uh first running back drafted if you want to just have an underdog and sprinkle some on I still support it it probably will take someone trading up it's going to come down to who's going to beat number 24 because we all know the Steelers are going to go Najee Harris they're not even trying to hide it anymore despite the fact they have holes all over their O-line they don't care they just want a running back so is he going to get drafted for Harris and where would that be is the question you need to debunk yourself and while I'm having a hard time doing it if the juice is still plus one hundred and fifty or higher, I think it's a I think it's a good bet still.
3: Yeah, but, but also one of the questions that we need to address here is is it is it just the mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh media, which I have great respect for? You know, Jerry Dulac and, mm-hmm. and Ed Bouchette. I mean, they've been doing this for longer than I've been alive. You know, but um, I mean, are they kind of stuck in the nineties with Barry Foster and, and Willie Parker and thinking that this is where the Steelers should go and sort of promoting that idea? Versus, I mean, Kevin Kevin Colbert hasn't taken. I mean, they don't use early round picks on on running backs. They use, you know how bad their offensive line is, man. I know your offensive line is shit. And you know they, what I think that they should do. They should double. And you know, Joey Kinnish as a great prognosticator of the Steelers. Uh, what do you think that that? How, how do you think the Steelers should should spin this? I mean, I think they should double down on O linemen They should take a O lineman in the first round and the second round, as far as I'm concerned.
2: No, I hear you. Do you think so? We were trying to, I was talking about uh, with a friend of a friend uh, the other day here. Um, One of the teams that could be, let's say, a Lance or a Fields fall. There's a lot of high prices on teams like the Steelers, the Raiders, the Colts. Do you think the Steelers could be one of those teams that if a Fields or a Lance start falling outside of the top 10? that decides to pull the trigger on a quarterback uh, or maybe trade up. For an well, with, with
3: the way that the draft park, prop market is right now, and I think it's pretty efficient. And, and Connor and I were talking about this over margaritas earlier, earlier earlier this night.
2: Virgin. Or um, a, a, to keep, what kind of marks? Connor's <laughs>
3: 19. So yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 I Called got him down. a fake. I got him a fake. <laughs> um, no, but uh no, it's, it's, it's a good point. And, you know, with, a lot of individual props right now, pretty efficient. Like I think I I almost thought that we should make this show about long shots and and trying to hit, you know, Hey, would the Steelers trade up and get Trey Lance? I mean, that would be insane. You know, Uh, the, the the Patriots trading up for Justin Fields kind of went out the door with the reports today, but I mean, that's the, I think that's the interesting stuff to talk to, you know, talk about, you know, starting with like eight to one to like 40 to one, I mean, because you know, let, let's be honest, Kanish. Like our, what really made our show last year, and we we got plenty, right? And people would have probably been profitable if without this, but it was getting the first running back drafted, Clyde Edwards Lair at twenty to one. And that just, I mean, that took care of any problems that you had. And if you didn't have any problems, then you were significantly into the green. And and we were all on board with that. It was my original idea. And I want you need to open that you need to admit that publicly. <laughs>
2: Somebody cut the tape. I don't know. I don't think that was. I think Uncle K said he loved the and it was a great price, and we'll have to go back to the
3: tape. At the end of the day, we were all on it, and we're a team. Joey Kinnison, stop trying to divide us. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyways, I mean, like, if, if you guys have any longer shot, I mean, you know, starting with seven to one. Well, uh, you I would know, say.
0: To- Instead yeah. of messing with the ATN as the first running back anymore, we can go back to the exacta props that FanDuel has. Yep. And I think there's pretty strong consensus of what the top three running backs are. We know it's a weak class, but on if ATN is the guy, there's an exacta on FanDuel that has ATN, Harris, and Javante Williams, who's the clear RB3 plus 650. So instead of laying the you know, plus plus one forty or whatever's left of ETN is first running back is getting that exact prop closer to seven to one on ETN. Cause everything else seems to be easy to fall in right behind it.
2: I'll tell you what, here's what I did earlier on this exact prop was put, uh, Devontae Williams in the middle of Harris and ETN, um, uh, at the off chance that now I'm not saying it happens, but True. I think one of them's 25 to one and the other's 50 to one where mm-hmm. you go Harris, <laughs> Williams, Etn, Etn, Harris, or Williams, Harris, uh, and just basically divide it up where he's the middle, he's the number, RB2 and the other ones get split up, uh, and you're talking about, you know, 25 and 50. Again, is, is it unlikely to happen? No, but should it be 25 or 51? Absolutely not. Um, so I, I think he's kind of in, in that range where he could sneak into maybe an RB2 uh, class, and, and th- those are prices absolutely worth playing there.
0: Yeah, Connor's going to up on the screen now. So 29 yep. with, uh, Harris first and, uh, 43 yeah. with ATN first. No. So yeah,
1: that's, that's, people I hit, I hit both of those actually. I hit both of those, Kanish. I mean, I think that's very viable. Like, I totally agree. There's, and, and, uh, there are some teams that like Javante Williams over, you know, just like, like as, as the RB1 in the class. So, yep. you know, th- there's a chance that that, that he goes over, you know, Harris or, uh, um, harris or Etienne, and then you know you're you're in a 29 to 1 or 43 to 1 situation yeah. and i mean that's way way better than you know what you would expect
0: we're leaning more into what evan was kind of talking about at the top is we're leaning into the variance of the unknown and saying all right just because we're siloed and we think that it's definitely harris or Etienne is one like you know williams has some uh, pretty impressive season and and uh it only takes again one club to to like him more. So, um, Evan, is there anything that's in that mix in that range that's a long shot that's jumped out to you?
3: Um, I I mean, I've been on Jalen Phillips to be uh, drafted way uh, you know above market for a while, and but the market has really started to adjust to yeah. this.
2: Did you see the McGinn article today?
3: Uh, no, so not he- yet.
2: Eighteen personnel people, the personnel executives, all that. Oh, they asked them, "Who would you have number one off the right. board for the defensive line?" Thirteen of the eighteen went. That's to Phillips. big.
1: That's big. Yeah, That's
2: three mean, wins, you know, Greg Rousseau, one pay, and one. I forget I get the other guys uh, there, but thirteen of the eighteen had Phillips one. Um, and, and I'll tell you, uh, for a guy that that watched Michigan football way too much the last few years, um, I, I never Quitty Pay is not a double digit. NFL sack guy. A good he he, he, he guy. was like
3: a six sack guy in college.
2: Yeah. Like he, he's a, he's a very, very mid level to be pro- Phillips. Right. The, the big question is he had the concussions at UCLA was medically retired for a minute, came back. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of talent, there, there is no one guy can be, you know, a, a 15 sack guy in the NFL. The other guy he, he maybe is he's like a, you know, a five or six sack guy. Yeah. Um, Greg Rousseau seems to be, um, it, it like Justin no, Gre- Fields on steroids Gre- Gre- exactly. with exactly no because yeah.
3: because Greg R- Rousseau also first of all he hasn't played in two years. Second yeah. of all, it seems to me that the NFL media uh, draft media industrial complex is much higher on him than are the actual teams. I totally and the agree. actual teams believe he's like a two three. Whereas you see him show up in mocks. I, I didn't even put him in my in my in, in my in my latest mock as a first rounder.
2: I don't think you don't think he's gonna go first round either. Here there is I mean he, he
3: might, but I, I'm gonna kinda bet against him because I know he's gonna be in a lot of other first round mocks, and that's a way that I might be able to get an edge a little bit.
4: Well Rousseau also falls into the late red flags, like medical flags that teams are now receiving. Like they're just now coming on board with medical issues. That's why Terrace Marshall's now suddenly getting pushed down. That's why other cornerbacks are so like, Hey, McFarley, even though you said the saints are high on him are, are suddenly getting pushed down because of the medical issues. So, uh, someone has to slide in there. So that's why, that's why it actually makes sense what you're saying, honestly.
3: Well, I think the Panthers at number eight are really interesting because I mean, they could go a number of which ways, but they could also take a pass rusher or a cornerback. J.C. Horn is, you know, from right down the street there. And, you know, I, I think him to be the first defensive player drafted, like that's all he'd have to do is get drafted by the Panthers, you know, his, his hometown team. Uh, and he's checked every box. He uh, matched up with number one uh, wide receivers in college. He crushed his pro day. He played in the SEC. He played right down the street from Carolina. It's a huge need. The Panthers suck at cornerback. Um, and then he could also go number 10 to Dallas. Uh, oh, yeah. Brian, Brian Broaddus, who has covered the Cowboys as, as, as intimately as, as anybody over the past shit decade and a half, uh, was like, yo, J- don't discount J.C. Horn as the number 10 overall pick. And then Dane Brugler, who has worked with Brian Broaddus, and like I mean, they did like a draft show for years at at the Star in in, in Dallas um, together. And I mean, they have great you know insights together. I mean, they 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 can help you predict the draft, it, especially brought us when, when it comes to the Cowboys. Uh, Dane Brugger was like, "Yo, J.C. Horn is going way higher than anybody thinks," and him to be the first defensive player drafted, which I know it, at one point it was like seven to one. Now it's like three and a half to one. Who cares? I would, I would say, keep hitting it. Uh, And also if you could find a prop where you can get just the Panthers to take JC Horn uh, or, uh, or Jalen Phillips. I mean, I would bet them both because, you know, I mean, if if you hit one of them, it's, it's going to, it's going to cover up a lot of mistakes and it's going to put you deep into the green.
4: I listened to Tony Pauling's interview with Ben standing earlier today on their podcast, uh, standing room only. And uh, Standing was asked where he thinks what he thinks about Carolina right now, and he said logically it would be Patrick Sertain, but the issue is from what he's hearing. It's Justin fields. And so that brings me pause because that means he's even putting aside his own like logical thinking and saying, this is what I'm hearing right now. And so I'm very confused on what the Panthers could do because it could be anyone. And to your point, I've also heard Horn is neck and neck with Patrick Sertan at, that, at 10. Well,
3: you know, as, as you know, a guy, I mean, we've got a, a Lions fan, you know, essentially it's a true. M- member of the front office may as well be works hand in hand with Chris <laughs> Spielman and and John Dorsey, you know, we, we've got to get Joey Kanish's motherfucking take on who are the Lions going to select at number seven? Are they going to trade out? You know, just, I mean, just speak on this, please, Joey Knish. Well, Kanish. I would
2: say, it, it's not, a, not to cop out here, but it's tough because you're getting a totally revamped front office here from, from like, the top down of, like, a, a total clean out. Um, I don't think quarterback is in play at all. Brad Holmes was the guy that – got the Rams address. This is horrifying as a Lions fan but he was the guy that got them to was like the leader in the clubhouse for them to take off when he was at the Rams so I think he gives them the full shake I don't want to say it, it, it's tough to say they're going to take a left tackle when they just re-upped with, with Taylor Decker um I trade out's a real possibility they I'm sure they would like to um think Waddle if he doesn't go to the Dolphins is in there they, they probably got now with the, the worst wide, with letting Kenny Galladay go and Marvin Jones go, um, like the worst wide receiver core in football, or at least the bottom five. Yes, uh, definitely. So if they're going to stick there uh, and Waddle's there, I think that's a real possibility. I think Corner, even though they lost, uh, they dropped all their veteran quarterback, the team is so terrible that you can't really nail it down into like, there's so, not like a <laughs> you know, normal team where there's like, oh, well, three, four positions to need. It can draft like every position on the field. There, there, there's really no, I mean, there's Ross.
3: <laughs> well, by, is, by August, you know, uh, Kanish will have talked to I me. Mean, uh, we gotta no. go, we're, t- we're taking the over on their win total. Hey, Smashing <laughs> it. Sleeper, playoff saying. sleeper.
2: If a four <laughs> and a half pops, you <laughs> can't stop,
3: stop, it. stop it.
1: Stop, so, it. stop quarter- it.
0: Quarterbacks don't bite kneecaps. That's that's
4: uh, my hey,
1: analysis. Hey,
2: listen, it. new culture, baby toughness.
0: Hey, nothing's ever gone wrong in Detroit drafting a receiver in the first round. I mean, that's been a yeah. Proof. That's
2: the thing. You just keep doing it. Yeah, that, that's really. Eventually, you know, it's such a luxury position. I mean, eventually they, they got
3: Megatron, the you know, and they then he did. retired they early did. on him, you know. Well,
2: yeah. that I tell you, I mean, he, he made the smart decision of of getting out uh, healthy out. Their starting of the receivers,
3: if the season began today, Tyrell Williams and Brashad Perryman. Right, and which is Khalif, 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 Khalif Raymond, Don't forget him, Quintus Cephas,
4: all deep receivers, and Jared yeah. Goff never throws deep. It's a really good <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. A lot of bubble screens. Very excited. Yeah.
0: We're buying uh, uh, Hawkinson stock. Apparently, uh, Connor. Oh, what well, else yes, are you? we
3: are. I mean, but let's let's not that let, let let's not let yeah. that out loud.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, Connor, what else do you have? Is there anything else that's uh, super actionable for you today? Is in the mindset I, of what Evan's talking about? That's maybe a little bit deeper that you're
1: willing to, to sprinkle. Um, deeper, not too much. I think so. You know, it's tough to kind of realize, but for me, I'm really confident in pits going four and chase going five. So I think that related to that, you know, we can kind of, uh, develop some longer shot outcomes right now. And I know we're getting at this point, we're getting the worst of the number, you know, like, but we've talked about it in, you know, via text, we've talked about it in our own, like, you know, personal, whatever companies we work for. Um, so, you know, there's there's multiple different exact outcomes here that I think are in play at three, four, five because realistically, like Daigle, I mean, we we don't really know who they're going to pick between um, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. I think we lean Mac Jones, but you know, both of us played um, Mac Jones, um, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase at three, four, five, as well as Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase at three, four, five. Um, originally, those opened up at you know five and a half to one and sixteen to one. Uh, now those are down to two to one and six and a half to one, but realistically, like I think that those are still playable. Um, you know, like for you know, if we forget that what we already got, and it's tough to do because I already have action on you know the way longer odds that I think are way better. Um, but if you're just betting on it now and you're just looking at it for the first time, like those are still good because I realistically, like I think that those those actions are going to play out and there was a lot of talk last year about how, because there was no like official combine scouts weren't able to talk, teams weren't able to talk and the trades weren't able to develop. And then the result was that there weren't that many trades in the top, like 10, there were not that many trades just in general. And, you know, I think that's kind of the same thing here is that like teams haven't been able able to talk as much. And that like, that isn't really a talking point in this, in this uh, instance. And while I do think that, you know, there's a chance that a team trades up with four. It doesn't really match up with like what they'd have to give. Um, So, I mean, they would have to be ready to give up like two to three first round picks at this point for any team willing to have in the first. I don't think that's something that any team within striking distance is is willing to give up. So for me, I think I like those two bets in in terms of long shots. I took some, uh, I think Silva mentioned it while I was gone, some JC Horn to the Browns. I took some JC Horn, first defensive player drafted. Um, you know, Elliot Chris has been on that for weeks now. Um, and you know, also tweeted about about
4: Horn under 13 and a half. It's, yeah, even, even at minus juice, like a minus 120. Yeah. It's still
1: a terrific bet. Yeah. I, there's some, there's still some credit shops, uh, floating some JC Horn at minus 200 and at 13 and a half. Like the Chargers have basically been a backstop for him. I know the Broncos are interested. I know the Giants are interested. I know the Panthers are interested. I know the Carolina, the, uh, um, Cardinals are interested in trading up potentially for JC Horn. Like those are all teams that are interested in JC Horn. I know the Cowboys view it as like closer to a 50 50 split than what the media is portraying it as. So like those are four to five different options under 13 and a half that you're looking at JC Horn potentially being drafted. So um yeah, I mean, I if you can get any JC Horn under 13 and a half, like really realistically anything under like 250, I would take.
0: Yeah, because it could be like certain could be in play for for Denver. Or, oh, you know, exactly. you could you could have yeah. one of these guys going oh. to you know to eight to yeah. to the Panthers and it just kind of shifts That's, everything down. Micah Parsons
4: gains some steam there over like eleven or twelve and a half for a while. I don't I don't know how he slips beyond there. Like Vic Vic is reportedly obsessed with him. Dave Gettleman is splitting the room because Dave Gettleman is apparently in love with him. Although Joe Ju- Joe Judge is eyeing Devonta Smith, like
1: uh Micah Parsons seems like a top twelve guy too. I think I think at thirteen and a half you can make a case for the under. I'm on I'm on like pretty heavy eleven and a half over, um, largely because so of um, so you know some some of, some of the off field issues and that how the teams view that. You know, like I don't I don't really personally care too much about the off field issues. You know, it's like some yeah. like bullshit hazing shit, um, but like. You know, I think that like teams seem to view that seriously, and that if you look at the top, 10- why, why, why would why would the Giants not take uh, an offensive
3: lineman at number eleven? Even it's even if it's, yeah. even if it's uh, Elijah Verrall Tucker out of USC, who I think is an excellent prospect, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a big mistake. I think to, I mean, I think that RaShon Slater at this point gets there. I think RaShon Slater gets to eleven, and it's a no brainer pick for for him. He he needs to set up Daniel Jones to succeed. Fuck all these cornerback projections and linebacker projections for the giants like Dave Gettleman in order to keep his job needs Daniel Jones to hit. And he, and, and he really has, I think he had a good off season. Kenny Galladay moves Sterling Shepard in the slot. They get better at three positions. I think Darius Slater, Darius Slayton is much better in the number two receiver role. They're getting back Saquon. Um, they add, you know, another offensive lineman and all of a sudden, you know, Daniel Jones is is, is in, in in a spot where he has no more excuses left, and that's yeah. what Dave Gettleman needs.
0: No, I agree with that too. And it seems like more and more with, you know, with Pene Sewell seem to be falling at least a little bit, not you know, pigeonholed to Cincinnati like we thought, like there could be room for Slater to, to push down. So I don't understand the receiver thing to to the Giants. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of mm-hmm. sense. But, uh, yeah, um, Dagel I thought you were with us on the Parsons – over thing but uh there has been a little bit of talk in the last couple days i know that yeah, connor and evan and i have some of that too so i'm
4: a, I'm in the minority though and like i'm the only one who wanted to bet mac jones over ian book at
1: one time so <laughs> it's no big deal it's whatever i mean you're wow. okay so so to be fair though like you know i think we have to give credit that you were the number one mac jones supporter um in the country That's not fair. It, you That's were the number one Mac Jones supporter in the United States of America. He and also that, said that
3: Deshambeau was going to win the Masters. So, and then yeah. it's like plus six. I, I <laughs> thought he should
4: have been at least even to be the favorite. <laughs> and then it turns out you do need that green book to put, buddy. You need it. Yeah. <laughs> did, anyway,
1: did, did Canis Jet?
0: He's lifting weights. Don't worry
4: about yeah, it. No, he's, right, he's
1: right. playing with his golden doodle or something.
0: He's gonna knock out 15 push-ups from his knees. He'll be back.
1: Wow, I'm back, baby.
2: So, Kenis, uh, yo, do you
0: think you could
3: take Bales in the push-up challenge?
2: Absolutely. Now. Oh yeah, he's
3: my. Got a oh, you know, my. Major oh, coffin.
1: <laughs> he Just built
3: it. Kenis's <laughs> push-up no, challenge. No, you cannot, was, son. Was better you than cannot.
1: Bales.
2: He's that, trying to, you know, start uh you know, a, a, whatever, an NFT business here. Well, you know, some of <laughs> us are still on the grind, so.
0: <laughs> Life is good. I think he finishes grinds, you know, could be, could be worse. Not a, not a guy I want to clown on for sure. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Um, I mean, if we can talk through again, like, you know, what we think. I want to hear people's long
3: with... shot takes. I mean, I know Kanish has some bottled up. I know that, you know, I mean, if, if you're a good better. You know, you're you're starting to look at the longer stop, longer shot stuff right now, because most of the little stuff has been made efficient. So yeah, I, I didn't. Let's let let's let's, if- let's let's find some bets that where we can make up for any mistakes that that we've made over the past you know three months. So
0: I don't have a long shot. But this is plus money. I took it today. Uh, I think that I'm not really sure what Washington does, but I've seen a lot of mocking around linebacker. I think a lot of people think they take an offensive lineman. I get why they take an offensive lineman. I get why offensive lineman is is the favorite on the board, but um, I took them at plus 300 to take a linebacker. Um, I do think if they go defense, they take linebacker. Uh, Uh,
4: Jameen Davis is apparently reportedly their second favorite player on the board. Like that's who they're eyeing right now. Yeah,
0: we, yeah. Davis,
3: I think JOK. Uh, Stan, Standig, day. Standig. When uh, we we did our, our our back and forth mock like uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was huge on Jamien Davis, mm-hmm. and Standig has his finger on the pulse of Washington sports in, in general.
4: I think they want Vera Tucker, but I doubt he falls to nineteen.
3: I I, I wonder if Darrell might fall to nineteen. Really? Okay. Don't the Chargers yeah. take him if Slater isn't available? Maybe I. I mean I think I mean you or know Minnesota, yeah. You know? JC Horn could could be in play if he if he makes it past where we expect for the Chargers. I mean the Chargers have like three big needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could also take Jalen Phillips. Are they Chargers? Hmm. Jalen Phillips across from Joey Bosa. I mean, come on now.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm mocking Horn there and uh, Dara Shaw fourteen to. Uh, to minnesota if they stay home so yeah i mean there's a bunch of those guys so that's great to hear about david i mean i know everyone loves some of the measurables of of collins uh Xavier collins from tulsa um you know jok from notre dame so i think if they go defense it's probably a linebacker so instead of taking like plus 150 to take a defensive player i took plus 300 to grab a linebacker so not a long shot but three to one i think it was worth it
4: can i give you a really really dumb bet like him. Let's a go. long shot sure. that no one's saying and i'm going to be the, i'm going to be the only person in the country who says this. Uh, this is no,
3: exactly the kind of content that the people no, we want. Cuz the people yes.
4: have seen me chug a wine glass over here, so no, it's bad content. <laughs> um i they're so t- so to get Justin Fields off the board, you have to think outside NFL group thing. You have to think about what front office does not give a shit, who what what their peers say at all. And the one team that continues doing it all wrong is the Raiders. And they've been linked to first-round oh, quarterbacks. They've done their God. research. So if Justin Fields falls, because I don't think if Jeff Fields falls to 15, everyone says he's the Patriots, I don't think they have any interest in him whatsoever. No. Um, if he falls beyond 15, I genuinely think the Raiders could take him. And I understand it's it's illogical. Uh, they just got rid of their strongest like unit, the offensive line. I don't think they think about that at all. Um, so I, I'm i going to put Fields to the Raiders in my in my mock on Thursday. I, I'm not going to move off of it.
3: Well wow. that's sexy. That yeah. is sexy, right? Because like that's that. a
0: team that has blown up in our face the last couple of years, right? No one had oh, yeah. uh you know Colin Farrell going fourth. Oh you know? my god. Well we, we had Josh
3: Jacobs though. I mean
0: Yeah, we started we started to get to the rugs thing a little bit as like first receiver and that the Raiders really loved him. Yeah. But, like again, yeah. just thinking that they are a team that is not in the bubble, they are
3: definitely yeah. doing their own thing. You have to almost approach them as like, you know, how do you Irrationally think, and then <laughs> that's the best way to try to project the Raiders. Yeah. Kanish, come on, we need we need something big. We need something, you know, twenty to one. Maybe I mean ten to one would be fine. Forty to one would be ideal. Come on, Kanish, we yeah, need yeah, you to deliver. Uh, I don't know listen, what you what you've been we've doing. We've like, you've been have you been going back and doing reps with, uh, between sessions when everybody for else for is talking. You've been doing Denver reps, prop That that I teed up for everybody
2: here. Uh, one that we talked about last week was. I I think the Trevon Moeg Woodward as the first safety is too chalky. Um, yeah, it and is. And there's a couple of – I sprinkled some Richie Grant. I think he's still out there around 750 uh, at a couple places. I don't even mind a couple of the, you know, uh, the real small sprinkles on on either a Paris Ford. Um, I, I think that – I don't believe in Moeg Woodward. I took some Moeg over 24-and-a-half, over 26-and-a-half. Um I think the safety position is totally up for grabs uh, as far as first off the board. I think it's the only position where uh, you could see that either the first or the second guy uh, not being the pick. Running back is another one, but they're both down there. I, I, it's the position where I think you can see one of those guys, like Richie Grant being the, the one that I liked, um, but even a couple of the other guys being in that conversation uh, to go off the board. Just the way that the, the position's been devalued in the NFL – um, and, and there's no real elite player. So I, I, I do not buy into minus 400 uh, for Moheg Woodward. I think that's insane number um, for it him is. to be the first one off the board. I,
4: com- I completely agree. Uh, Holland seems like a early second round guy, which if morg's going down to like 25 overall, why the hell isn't Holland just uh, balked over him? So I, I totally agree.
3: Yeah. And, and safety is sort of like just a a wide open position in general. Like we, we, this is another position where, you know, it comes back to your theory, Daigle, like we should not, we should totally remove our egos from this. Like no one is good at projecting safeties. You know, it's, it's, it's a full field position. Um, They don't get in, in on the action very often. They don't have many opportunities to even show how good a players that they are and they go to their pro day. And that really is what dictates where they end up getting drafted, um, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I what about uh, Davis Mills, thirteen to one to be a first round pick? Oof.
2: I, I don't, I don't know where this. I, I think the the, the Mills steam has gone off the deep end uh, yeah. we, we, with with where it's gotten to now. I know when Circa first opened up draft, right? They were the first one to put a Mills prop up, and it was like over a hundred. Um, and, and he's got so I, I have trouble finding any type of davis mills um real buzz to get him in into round yeah. one um I, I i don't know davis mills career i mean if you watch a lot of college football he, I, he I, made 11 I,
3: starts you yeah, went six and five in 11 starts
1: yeah, I, I <laughs> know
3: but he, he, he was the davis number football. one recruit number one high school recruit uh coming out at the quarterback position and you look at like the saints at 28 and the bucks at 32 and i mean i don't know it i I, I personally I would want longer odds. I you know if give me if thirty to one. Yeah. You know if, if you give me thirty to one, I think I'd take it. I'm I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit, but I'm, I don't I don't feel great about it.
4: All I've heard is that Washington is higher on much higher than him on Kellen Mond. Other than that though, I'm pretty sure it's a toss up between him and Kellen Mond. Although the Patriots uh, reportedly yeah. likes like Kyle Trask over those two.
3: Yeah. Everyone's yeah, uh, Trask Jamie is uh, plus eight hundred to be a first round pick. I, at the end of the day though, I don't think any of these
1: secondary no, quarterbacks no. are gonna make it in. I mean, none of them. I don't think any of them are gonna make it in. Like it's it's I it's like a historical thing. Like, you know, none of, all the every year there's always these late round guys. At, at first we thought it was gonna be Mac Jones, to be to be straight up. Like I thought it was gonna be Mac Jones gonna be a late round guy. But now at this point, we can see that it's not you know, Mac Jones is gonna be a top ten pick. Outside of those, you know, top five guys, I don't think any of them make it in the first round. Uh, uh, that- Jack
3: Miller, uh, friend of the show, brought up today. Rashawn Slater. At, yeah, here we go. I, I, yeah, I think I, I, I touched on this. Oh, look, look at this. I didn't know it was yeah. plus eight hundred. That's a really here good. Yeah, number. yeah. Double yeah. right here. No, yeah.
1: No, he, he brought it up. It's it's, yeah. it's a great point,
3: and I and I I love it because I, I had it in my mock even before uh, Jack uh, Jack Miller tweeted about it. But at plus eight hundred, Rashawn Slater smashes a need for the Giants. I think it's very realistic that he could make it there. You know that's a perfect range for where Rachel and Slater, I think, belongs. Um, eight to one. I mean, I think that's a sick bet. Solid I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it again. I, I hit it earlier. I'm gonna hit it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, betting betting mid show is just you know good for the health, right? It's it's good for uh, good for everyone's bankroll. Got to do right. it.
0: I uh, I was uh, I had Anthony Miko on uh, my show. Noontime over at Ftn a couple of weeks ago, and I thought this was really good. We talked through it, and I'm going to spice it up a little bit. So this is like Daigle's deeper one, maybe even a little bit more off the board. Um, everyone thinks the Falcons are going to lock in on Kyle Pitts, but I think ideally they would love to get out of that spot, and they really need defensive help. Um, they leave they
2: the, uh, the Julio stuff to get people to trade up today. I mean, that, that is
0: absolutely 100%, agree. Like-
2: like they, they want people, they say, "Oh, if you want Jamar Chase or you want to get above Cincy, that, that's where the Julio stuff came today." They, they, I think they've exhausted the QB trade market now. Have moved on to uh, if anybody wants to jump for the wide receiver.
0: Absolutely agree. So they're plus four seventy-five to take a defensive player first. This is in the mindset of obviously them being a trade back candidate, but even more so, they really need more corner help. I know that they did it last year in the first round, and they shouldn't. Know. They took AJ Terrell. They should have totally taken CD Lamb. We all agree. They continue to need cornerback help, though. They did play better in the second half last year, but uh, 20-1 to for the first player taken by the Falcons to be a cornerback I think is worth a little bit. Again, just them being able to move back into that spot where you think of maybe into the Denver area or if you want to think of another team, even if it was uh, Washington or someone who wants to be really aggressive, some of these other teams, that's still in like the – Farley Newsome area where corners are going. So I think that that's a little bit off the board and a little bit
1: interesting. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, ta- I was waiting, you know, like until like rumors steamed up a little bit about the Falcons trading down. It just seems like that, you know, there was a lot of interest in like that potentially happening, but that it just hasn't, it isn't like escalated. You know what I mean? That, and then maybe it happens, but you know, like I was kind of waiting towards like the pinnacle of like, people actually talking about it, maybe Peter, you know, like Peter King or anyone else just like mentioning it, that like there were talks about it. It seems like that there's interest, but that like no one has actually like considered it. I don't know. So I've been waiting a little bit and that's something I might take like right before the draft, if I hear anything else, but right now, I don't know. It hasn't been enough for me to take the,
4: tra- the trade economy is deflated. Like when every team yeah. wants to trade back because they see quarterbacks, Justin Fields, for example, is falling. Then all teams have to say is, well, I'll offer you less because these guys want more like, and so right. no one is coming to an agreement right now.
3: Another I- idea of off topic uh, for the giants, you could get the giants on DK Sportsbook mm-hmm. to draft an offensive lineman with their first round pick at uh, uh, plus 500 right now which mm-hmm. is uh behind linebacker cornerback and wide receiver which doesn't make any sense to me i mean they mm-hmm. they they spent on james bradbury and Adoree jackson at cornerback they spent kenny galladay at wide receiver um they need offensive they got rid of kevin zeitler and they need offensive. They're, i mean they're just going to throw nate soldier at right tackle and, and you know think that that's the the solution no um Plus 500 to to draft an offensive lineman, I I think is great. You pair that with Ray Sean Slater to be the pick at plus 800, as Jack Miller mentioned, all of a sudden you're talking about a a, a big potential turn in profit.
4: This reminds me of uh, Trey Lance numbers at number three, even though if we don't believe so, uh, the number is just wrong because the information is telling us
0: otherwise. So terrific number. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of other deep stuff off the board. I mean, I, in my mind, even, like, that that Falcons thing is such a reach, right? And it's 20 to 1. And I'm such, a, like, a, in a mindset of, like, 20 to 1 in, in like, golf odds. Like, that's, like, a, a top six guy on the board. Like, the, like, I feel like the probabilities of that happening are so much more. I'd rather bet Victor Hovland to win this weekend at 22 to 1 than the Falcons to maybe take a cornerback. So, yeah. like, it's
3: too deep. Another idea is uh, uh, there's been rumors of the Cowboys taking an offensive lineman at number 10 and not a cornerback. And you can get right now the Cowboys to take an offensive lineman at number 10 at plus 500. So, you know, again, a lot of these, you know, the the little bets have been made rendered efficient by, you know, all the rhetoric. But, you know, so I, I think now is the time to start looking for Again, that Clyde Edwards Lair twenty to one hit that we had with Kanish and Scott Smith and, and my little brother Drew last year that just even if you had a bad betting uh draft otherwise, like that, you know, at least got you back into the green. And so that that's what that's how I would be looking at uh the, the you know, how to bet the the props right now.
2: No, I totally. I liked his You're talking about Cowboys. You know, leaked that uh, that video there of JC Horn talking to them. Everybody thinks cornerback. If the cornerback that they like gets taken ahead of them at seven, eight, or nine, then, then you're kind of you know potentially swerving that. They, even for the they go to their leaked
4: season. video. They go to their leaked video of Rashad Slater working out yeah, with it, Zach Martin, and <laughs> they go to the next one.
2: So yeah, <laughs> no, I know. I agree. You kind of got to at this point now in the process week of. Um, it, it, there's a good chance to fade some uh, kind of public sentiment here of, of everything being like, okay, I, Team X is going to do this. It gets too juiced. You kind of swerve it a little bit there. Um, and that's when I, like you said, the Giants and the Cowboys there, uh, especially if Sewell and Slater start dropping into that, you know, 9 to 11 range that um, you, you can kind of get a nice ticket there. I, I think yeah. other
3: good betting opportunities are just on um, – uh, situations where you can bet on a team to use their first round pick on an offensive or defensive player sometimes they get juiced way too far the best example of that again was the cowboys last year everybody thought they were going to use their first round pick on a defensive player their they uh, you know for them to use their first round pick on an offensive player got up to like you know plus 250 and it was just an, an easy easy hit you, you you pretty much just i I think ride the juice in almost every scenario because Again, you have to understand it it, it, it it begins with the initial statements, which, you know, I stole from Daigle, but um, <laughs> you have to leave your ego at the door. What you think, you know, is, is doesn't matter that much. Uh, but what you, you know, if you can project what these it's it's almost a I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how, how to, how to say it. You just made it but, sound
4: better. But yeah, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Check your you ego at in, the door. Into yeah, the leave your there.
3: ego at the door Curiosity. and 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 be willing to chase plus money, even in situations where you don't believe. Last year, I thought the Cowboys were going to probably take a defensive player, but I still bet the Cowboys to take an offensive player because the juice was up to like plus 300 or something like that. I mean, and, and that made no sense.
4: The fact that Slater has been working out with Zach Martin, but also that he is rumored with J.C. Horn and Patrick Turtan tells you all you need to know. If you can get him at a good number, just bet the number. Again, I keep going back to the Trey Lance reference because I don't think like – I'm going to profit the most if Trey Lance is number three. Having said that, I think there is a 5% chance Trey Lance is number three. It doesn't matter at all, but I just bet, good, I just bet bad numbers to take advantage of books. Is that all that we should
1: be doing? I mean, we, we, we've waited an hour – um, so now you know, we've we weeded out all the, the people who don't want to hear the third overall takes, but we're gonna give it. So, what are your guys' third overall takes? We haven't we actually have not talked about this like barely at all, uh, which is good because it's mostly overrated. But do you guys have any good takes about the third overall pick? Like, any does anyone think that they know? I mean, Daigle has been on Mac Jones since day one, and I mean, that that's actually been the right take. That's but, actually you know, been Mac, the right take. I, I
4: think Mac Jones is a bum too, that's what sucks about this, but like. <laughs> I don't no. insert my opinion, whereas everyone else does. I just step back and let everyone talk.
0: Daigle yeah. wasn't necessarily on Mac Jones. Daigle was more saying that he understood. That what we thought was irrelevant, and that front offices were going to value him.
4: NFL rhetoric matters than us slap dicks who were just talking about fantasy football. They don't. They don't give a shit what we talk about. Right. Why does our opinion factor into this at all? It doesn't. Um, we're all trying to make money. We're trying to. Kanish has probably said this before. We're trying to get paid or get laid. <laughs> Thus, we should not be betting Justin Fields. We should be fucking betting Matt Jones because he's the number three pick.
3: I'm sorry. Yo, know, when 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 Kanish comes to Chicago uh, this this summer. I think we're uh, to overlap, we, we need to get him a like. job as a bouncer at a bar because I mean that's what he's looking like these days. Well, I, I, I mean we he, we just we need to get him a job in general because I feel bad he's been a uh, barista at uh, at Starbucks for the last you know, benefit, you know in Detroit maybe
2: great. Right. Since, since he
3: graduated, since he got his GED.
2: <laughs> but as you said, about, like. It's all – I think it's been match. I mean, ever since freaking Schefter and Jeremiah and that like three weeks ago were on – it was going to be Matt Jones and people, you know, some other buzz wants to circle out and the market moves around, but nobody legitimate was ever like – Oh, it's good. Anybody with, legi- you know, like that it has been respected over the years. Your buddy Ben and Albright was any- all on Justin well,
1: Fields. So don't yeah, get him started. No, well, don't him up.
2: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think there, the no legitimate sources have said anybody. I think the Trey Lance thing doesn't really, again, possible, sure. But yeah. in terms of like what, especially what they said today in the press conference and kind of some other, you know, the questions, are you going to sit trey lance for two or three years and marinate and that I, I i i i can't see it i think it's been mac jones since schefter first tweeted or was on the show and saying it was gonna be mac jones three weeks ago and nothing's changed other than just you know some some buzz
0: so, so do they move jimmy g oh tomorrow
4: yeah
2: I, they seemed yeah. very open yeah. to it today when uh the, the line was, I don't know if anybody will be alive Sunday. So yeah. uh, that's not really a ringing endorsement of your uh, starting quarterback there.
1: I think he was mostly talking about Benjamin Albright, you know, with uh, <laughs> yeah. the take that he had about I don't uh...
2: think the Chiefs would say, uh, if my, you asked uh, Reed if Mahomes is going to be the starter this year, he would say, well, I don't know if he'll be alive Sunday. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, um, I'm i not too confident. If they you got a decent offer for Jimmy G, he's probably out.
4: Uh, Noonan, Connor, unless y'all have an opinion about the number three, I kind of have a question I would like to ask to the round table. Bring let's it let's
1: hear it. Let's hear it.
4: And don't start with me here. Um, Kanish, maybe, maybe you're the best person to go to here. Oh, I would right. like to, I would like to know. That really is, regardless of the question. which That's true. Uh, which is everyone's favorite fade? Like the one the public is big on, which is the one that you just see, and you're like, there's no fucking way that team would draft this player or they would make that pick. Because logically, outside of our opinions, it just does not make any sense at all.
2: You know, I, I think the, and it's gotten a little bit moved in, in, into shape now, is kind of the, the public opinion of Devonta Smith. Um, uh, he was a lot, you know, obviously he has the Heisman Trophy, the great season, but. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm struggling to to get a. It, it would not surprise me to see him drop like into the mid teens, into the late teens. That's what uh, I got him. Yes. Of a guy, a wide receiver, especially if that that Giants comp doesn't come through. Um, Thank I don't you. think he's a top ten guy, and then you kind of get into this, this weeds of, you know, how far do, does he actually go? Uh, I mean, 166 at his height to play on the outside in the NFL um, when he doesn't have, like, electric, electric physical tools. Um, yeah, he's small. It, it, yeah, it is, it's tough to, to judge. You know,
3: he's – I mean, Howie Roseman is a very analytical guy. Like, Devontae Smith, when he plugs him into his, uh, his you know, algorithms, uh, he's not going to spit out very, very favorably. You know, and it'll, and, it'll and, and, and that's at twelve, and then draft. and and then at fifteen. I don't. I mean, Belichick could lean back on his relationship with Nick Saban and be like, you know, and Nick Saban will certainly cape for Devontae Smith. I feel like that's sort of Devontae Smith's floor. Would 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 be New England at fifteen? That's where
4: I have him. I love you both.
3: Yeah. I mean, do you think they would actually take him though? Like, oh, and 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 also Mike Lombardi, who has connections to the New England uh, organization, has talked about. The possibility of the Patriots trading up to go get Devontae Smith.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, but I mean, Saban, they're,
1: they're notoriously bad for picking wide receivers. Like, they, those like,
4: Saban, Belichick bloodlines run thick, though, man. Like, all yeah, the way. Like,
0: yeah. the Joe Judge so and everyone. Like, they just run so hard. It. Almost as Actually, deep as, like, we, the Rutgers, Rutgers secondary guys they love taking. But just as a Pats fan who's watched a lot of drafts, waiting for the end of the draft for my team to pick. They never pick. I'm just used to just <laughs> stockpiling yep. second and third picks. So I would not be surprised at all. I think it's way more likely that they trade back than they trade up
4: like I understand if everyone just scoffs at Lombardi's opinion, that's fine. But when he talks about the Patriots, you should listen. And he literally listed the wide yeah. receiver, which blew me away. I did not even think they were in the market. But he listed wide receiver as their first and third priority. Basically, the trade-up for Devonta Smith or trade back. Um, He said if they stay put, it's probably that means Smith is off the board and it's an offensive tackle. But it sounds like they are really eyeing a receiver to replace Edelman. And at his weight, at his size, that would be Smith.
0: The Devontae Smith thing to me is going to be really clear. We're either going to be like, how did we miss it? Right? He, he was absolutely dominant. And awesome. Heisman, he right. he was awesome. Right? Or it's going to be, well, yeah, obviously he was a bust because there's nothing in the system that showed that anyone that size could perform at the NFL level. So whatever side of the aisle you are on Devontae Smith, like you have right. the built-in narrative to be correct. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting case. I, I I get what you're saying, Evan. I I feel like with that team with Philly, like I have a hard time thinking it gets past Philly. But I also agree that maybe no, no, no. no. I mean, I,
3: I, I think I mocked him to Philly. So, yeah, yeah. But I, but I mean, I I think that Howie Roseman is going to like have to suck it up and be like, oh, it's not fitting in my, you know, analytical models, my algorithms, and my my, my Mike Leone's...
2: And I don't know where he right. I mean, unless... Low blow
3: at Leone, poor guy. I love you, Leone.
2: <laughs> he's over-under, he's 11 and a half, so if he's not, uh, what's yeah. the first What's the first spot you could actually see him going? Uh, it, it would be, right, if, I mean, I know that the giant smoke has kind of been out there, but I, I don't, yeah, like you said, like 12 is kind of the, where, where unless you get a surprise from a, a Detroit or a Carolina, um, which would really shock me. I, I think that's kind of his, like, His high at the moment is probably in that that 11 12 spot, and his low is is probably more up there, you know, 15 to 20. So,
1: I mean, right? Yeah, 11 and a half at minus 112. I mean, like, if you go through it, like Miami is probably going to lean Waddle over him. Like, that seems like what everyone has said in terms of just NFL evaluators and everything, like that Miami and everyone else views Waddle ahead of Smith. And so, you're looking at Waddle probably at six if we assume that Chase uh goes 5 Pitts goes 4 and then Miami does not trade down uh i mean the big questions then are would be you know detroit at 7 and um uh carolina at 8 but still i mean carolina is probably not going to take a receiver denver's probably not going to take a receiver dallas not going to take a receiver at 10 11 maybe the giants take a receiver maybe you know like and that and then like Silva's mentioned like diggle has mentioned Dave like they Gettleman have so to, to take a receiver at number 11 overall they have so Especially many other, you know, i don't hit. see that
4: he, he looks at him and says, I have more masculinity than you, and he laughs at him. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I
3: mean, Gettleman weighs like three times what Devontae Smith does.
1: Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I say
3: this as someone who
1: weighs, you know, two times as much as Devontae Smith does. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you're you're really banking on it being the Giants versus anything else. So, I don't know. I think that that could actually be a potential, like, points bet opportunity of, like, if Devontae, Devontae Smith does not go 11, like – he could fall into, like, 15 or 18 or, I mean, into the late teens maybe. And so I think that's a good spot. Yeah. Yo, um, how about total safeties drafted in the first round
3: under 0.5 plus 190 on DK? Zero safeties drafted in the first round plus 190.
2: I think it's a legitimate possibility. Uh, yeah. I think plus 190s too. I think, you know, that's more. I, know, I think if you're making bets I, and
3: you're stacking bets and you're just trying to get action, like this is one of the ones that you should just add to your portfolio. Like you're, you're putting yourself in position to get a plus 190 return. And it's, you know, it's a coin flip bet. I think, as, as Kanish and I have discussed, we talked about this on the phone the other day. Like who really trusts any team to take a safety? In the first round, the first one that I had to, I, I mocked was uh, Morrig to Baltimore at number 31 overall uh, in, in my latest, latest mock. And I had and no consideration for any other safety whatsoever in the first round. And I sort of had to just strain to put Morrig there yeah. based on uh, 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 Daniel Jeremiah's ties to the Ravens organization. And Daniel Jeremiah has been very high on Morrig, but, I don't know.
2: It's uh, basically been like the the defensive running back position of uh, uh, where like now you don't get paid as a safety, you, know, you don't get drafted. I mean, and with no like stud, stud, none of these guys being um, you know like a lock, no doubter. Um, I think it's something you easily see you know fall into the first half of round two um, as depending on how you know. Because anyway, you get into that last you know five to seven picks of the the First round teams are, are kind of grabbing, you know, what, what's left there as a talent, it's not a premium position. Um, the only reason I think we're talking running back is because you've got like elite, elite running back prospects this year, uh, at the top of the running back class that probably slip into the, the running back class
3: we, in general is atrocious, awful. but the, the top of it is, yep. but the top I mean, they, of it is, the they, and, and, and you can just keep it on the same screen over one and a half running backs right now, plus 165. That's another one to just add to your portfolio. You're trying to get action on this draft. You're trying to get plus odds action. Yep. Add it to your portfolio. You know, don't you? Don't have to put a big bet
1: on it, but I think you put it in, in your portfolio. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, I think I think it actually makes sense. We talked about this before. Like this is, I think both Harris and Etienne are very live to yep. go. You know, in that in that range. And like originally, I was a I was a big doubter on you know the running backs going early, but so if I. you. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at the teams that in that range that like could pick a running back, I, I mean, it's kind of a lot, you know, like the teams that need a running back, um, you know, like recently Peter Schrager mocked um, ETN to the Washington football team in 19th, which I don't think happens. But, um, you know, Josh Norris has been connected to, you know, Dolphins at 18th. He's tweeted a bunch about that. The Jets at 23rd, um, you know, like Jaguars. They, I think Jaguars can exactly. take ETN. That, that's so right. Back up with Lawrence. Yeah. Jags yeah exactly Jags at 25th Bucks at 32nd I mean like there's a lot of teams who could need a running back in that range and like are these running backs great no but there's only three good running backs like in this class right and it's it's and I think that, that could push them up the board rather than like you know normally in a good class like these guys would be like mid like low to mid second rounders in this class like I think that there's like they're like fringe firsts. So and staying
3: in, in in the same line, um, I want to move it to total wide receivers drafted in the for, in the first round, and the the very very extremely popular se- sentiment has been it's that you should bet over on four and a half.
4: Don't do this but, to me.
3: But but now look at <laughs> look. But now look at the odds and minus three thirty five. We're at four and a half. We're we're at, we're at plus two fifty to get under four and a half. We have three good receivers, and then we got a bunch of guys who are pretty much just guys. I mean, look, I you know I like Rashad Bateman. I like um, uh, Elijah Moore. I guess I could see how K- Kadarius Tony could go in the first round. Terrace Marshall has. Falling off a cliff with his medical, um, so, I, I think that I think that I think we bang, we start to bang the under on four and a half wide receivers at plus two fifty.
4: So I'll, I'll say that there are two types of betters, and um, like I use Warren Sharp and Bill Krackenberger for example. Whereas yeah. Crack is a volume better, even for his subscribers, he's a volume better, and they know that. Whereas Sharp it picks his spots, and I'm someone who correlates my bets with the draft, so that's how I bet. Uh, so I will not be doing that because I'm, I'm, I, but I bet so far, especially with Elijah Moore first round um, uh, correlates with over four and a half. But yeah, if you're just,
0: if you're scatter shooting, you should absolutely do that number. Cause it's a very good number. Yeah. There's just so many outs on that, which is the problem is that, those four or that you know the four seem really top heavy like we know that those three that we just you know the merits of those three going
3: there's there's three good ones yeah but it definitely we have so many guys so many outs with yeah but i I think if if you look in the the back end of the first round i think you know and and this correlates with my cornerbacks take i think that those teams are going to end up uh, opting for cornerbacks rather than wide receivers it's it's interesting that so many of those teams in the back end of the first round, really from 20 through 32, um, they could use a wide receiver or a cornerback. But I think that, uh, the cornerbacks are, are going to go in that position. It's, it's a more valuable, valuable position and it falls off a cliff, like, you know, from the second. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be, it'll be a nice battle.
1: No, I mean, I, I think it's, it's way too overvalued at this point. Like there's, you know, we were going through it today. Like there's, there's a the top three receivers and then there's probably Rashad Bateman, maybe Elijah Moore, like they'll, the, but both of them have to go for you to hit your bet, you know? And then like for you to feel comfortable, I think that you have to have another guy kind of in that fringe range where Kadarius Tony is maybe in there, but maybe, you know, that's what I'm, I'm th- I think he's more of like closer to like early second rather than a fringe first. And so I, I wouldn't feel comfortable laying over four and a half wide receivers in that, Everyone was comfortable with, you know, Baltimore trading up for that other wide receiver, blah, blah, blah. But, like, do we really know that? Um, I don't think so. I mean,
4: yeah, we we don't know. I'll also say that Jeff Zarebak, terrific reporter for the Ravens, um, also mentioned, hopefully this helps somebody out, but he mentioned because the Ravens have been linked to edge rushers and he said no like actually if we're doing a mock draft it should be christian barmore because the ravens have prioritized getting a rush from the interior and so like the guy who would be the first defensive tackle off the board that would be barmore to ravens at 27 so um that that may be interesting if you can use that
1: no I mean it's so I think one of our listeners brings up a good point too is that uh Terrace Marshall from lSU is also you know like he was a big first oh, yeah. round guy for a while and his medicals made him drop so like I think that plays into that if if he was more in the first round mix like I would feel great about four and a half uh at this point i I don't um even though that you know Baltimore traded up, so
4: yeah, probably. And obviously, I don't mind being on an island. Um, I'm pretty confident Bateman and Moore going in the first round, but again, um, at those odds, the juice I would never bet it minus three hundred. Exactly, mean, minus, yeah. it's minus three hundred. Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: like-
0: So we're talking about different juices,
1: anyhow. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent.
0: It's gone, but I, I'm, I'm with Daigle. Like I, I would need it to be even better odds i mean you're looking at you know plus 250 is what like a you know 27 28 chance of happening i will i would want a better number on it the, considering
3: the, what i think happens
4: the bears are going to fuck this up and take the fourth receiver and then the fifth receiver has
3: 12 other spots to go yeah. it's that, right. no yeah. that's that that's absolutely the the danger that you run into um you can still get jalen waddle minus 167 to be drafted ahead of Devontae smith on DraftKings minus 167 I don't like betting in the you know in that range, but you know I mean you can bet you know fifty bucks to make you know eighty seven bucks you know so or to come out with eighty seven bucks so I don't know And what do you guys think about that? Well, what uh, you, do you do be- is
4: well, at uh at Circa in Vegas if you're around there like they have these similar odds, but they're taking two k up to two k at the counter like that's where you go lay those bets where like you know you can make so much more off of it.
3: So uh, you get a flight to Vegas. Not- Shocked. I'm in I'm
4: Denver right now, buddy. I could just drive over. Dagle, let's go. <laughs> you, that's
3: something you would do. That's I'm, something you yeah, would do. Yeah,
4: of course it was.
0: Of course you're randomly in Denver.
4: Why <laughs> wouldn't you be?
1: So, so you're not going to New Orleans uh, for the draft or what, Dagle? I'm not.
4: No one's stuck around to hear this part of my life. Stop it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to New Orleans. I'm in Denver right now. No one's coming what? over
1: for the draft. I mean, what the hell? Move on. Next, next question. Um, we have a we have a, a listener question about uh there's some still some offshores floating uh, over 17 and a half offensive players versus, uh you know, 13 and a half, yes. 14 and a half defensive hammer, players
3: hammer time. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, 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 I wish I could get 17 and a half on DraftKings yeah. I can only get 18 and a half and, mm-hmm. I, and I haven't hit it, although I've been tempted to hit it at, at over 18 and a half. 17 and a half is a, is a burial.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it seems like there could be like 18, 19, even maybe 20 offensive players drafted. um.
0: The thing that's interesting to me, though, though, is I kind of agree with Evan, where we could have cornerback heavy late. Like, I think there could be a handful of edge rushers late, like Tyron, um, you know, uh, Ujalari Bashman. There's a bunch of guys that are like towards the bottom, which could be fringe first rounders. Like, if we're saying that there's all these guys at the bottom that we don't think are receivers, then like, where are these offensive guys coming from? Like, it, we're we're like just splattering at the board and not necessarily correlating them like i think is probably the, the better play
1: yeah i mean kanish do you have anything on the on the i mean there were some 17 and a half for a while for the yeah, offensive that, player
2: this is one that i i kind of think i agree with you if you've got a stale 17 and a half you'd be okay with that i, I don't i mean evan mentioned it, you know at, at a point there where the cornerback class is kind of light You'd have people jumping in there the defensive tackle class is kind of so it, i would worry about that at the end of the first round um some of the deeper positions like o line wide receiver kind of get maybe pushed back to you know into that second round mix and teams start you know chopping up the whatever's left with the defensive tackle and the cornerback. so if you've got a decent 17 and a half sure I- i'm I'm not really investing past that. i know some- somebody asked me about eating 18 and a half today um and that was a pass for me so yeah. uh, I think that's one of those that if you just
1: missed the boat you got to let it go. Yeah, it's a, that's a dead number at this point, I think. Um, I mean, okay, Daigle or Kanish, I mean, do you guys have anything else that you guys are, like, really firing on at this point? I, I have, like, one or two more things that I want to mention, but, you know, I, I want to give you guys a chance first to, like, talk about you know, something that you guys think is really actionable at this point.
4: I'll go quickly and say, one, thank you to the chat for telling me is legal in Colorado. I'm going to look that up.
1: <laughs> the moment, literally the moment
4: we got the stream, I'm going to do some work. And then uh, two, someone asked about the Cardinals in the chat. I don't think they trade up for receiver. I think that is false. And that's, I'll pass it off to everyone else.
1: Okay.
2: I I did this last night. I'd sprinkle uh, a couple of the teams that you could see. And I'm not talking, you know, heavy dollars or any of that. um, But the teams that you could see with Fields or Lance falling uh, that could take a quarterback. I think you see if if whoever does, if it's Matt Jones at three, I I do not believe some of the other early, you know, the Denver Pats, Washington. I'm not totally sold that you get one of those teams uh, like. Investing in a quarterback with where they're at currently in the organization, I don't mind. I know Dago mentioned it earlier with the Raiders. You know, Colts, Vikings uh, were a couple other ones. I think it, it's worth if you can see one of these guys falling down the board, uh, taking a little bit of a sprinkle there. Anything fifty to one or higher uh, on a couple of those teams that could be in position in the mid to later first round to take a quarterback uh, if one of those guys falls.
4: That's why Knish. That's why I struggle to put Lance or a quarterback to the Broncos because that's I like. That's like I the least likely thing the Broncos do is challenge totally the locker agree. room. And I don't know where to put these quarterbacks because yeah. everyone's fitting in them there, but they're not a fit at all.
3: Yeah, but the, Drew Locke is not the answer. But, yeah,
4: but again, I mean, if we they, step they, back. They've
3: known that for years. Do
4: they I mean, know that though? I
3: don't know. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely Vic Fangio things. hates Drew Locke.
4: Okay. Yeah, Vic Fangio, this is the
3: information boy, I need, by, by the way. Six. This but, is the information but, I need.
1: But they have a new GM. You know, it's not, it's not John Elway running this anymore. It's yeah, Biden. but.
3: I mean they, they could make it George decision. Patton doesn't like Drew Locke. I mean he might you know, not. or, or, or else the, you know the Vic- yeah, or else the Vikings would have drafted Drew Locke when they had George pa- George Patton in the front office. Okay. I mean George Patton might go out and get Teddy Bridgewater. That's it. Maybe That's it, not there. But I mean he's that'd not a good awful. fit to go play in Denver. Oh, you know? that'd be
1: awful. That'd be no, awful. you
3: you need a big time you need Trey Lance. You need a big time arm yes. talent, difference maker. You're playing the fucking same division as Patrick Mahomes. Like oh, and let's Justin go Herbert, Herbert and Justin, Herber. Justin Herbert, exactly. Let's, let's go, bit. I, I mean, I think Denver should trade up to go get Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's in play for them to trade up at seven uh, with the Lions. It's in but, play but we're
3: also it's getting six. back to our our own egos and what we think that the team should do. Exactly, but they're not going to do know. that. That's the issue. I know that they're not going to do that. That's the well, maybe maybe the Broncos will though because I mean the Broncos should understand that they they've built a pretty good roster. They have they a great just, their yeah. quarterback situation is, is a mess.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's – yeah, exactly. And, I mean, George Patton, like I, if John Elway was in charge still, I would say that they are staying pat at nine and there's no shot they're taking anyone other than Mac Jones, you know, the mm-hmm. the tall, big white guy who's going to just like, you know, air it out. And that's it. Is he tall enough? Um, no, he does not it out. They're going to
3: take tr- Kyle Trask at number nine. <laughs> yeah, <Kyle's,
1: laughs> uh, uh, most quarterback taking, in the draft whichever one looks most like Paxton Lynch, I think they'll they're
0: take. Not taking <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> they're not taking Jamie Newman or uh, Kellen Monley, That's for sure. <laughs> uh, they don't. They
1: don't like ballers. <laughs> uh, uh,
4: man. I, I've admittedly been struggling with Broncos. But, but like I mean, but
1: but Patton Broncos is analytically hard. sound. So I mean, I think he could trade Maybe. down. I think that he could. Potentially if if they like a quarterback they could trade up. I think they're a massive wild card. They're a massive wild they, card. No,
3: they are a wild card. I mean, I, yeah. I'm just oh, yeah. I'm honestly I have personal bias here because I I think that they've do, done a quietly good job of rebuilding their uh their, their roster around the quarterback position. And I want to get this over on, on seven and a half game uh win total, which I think is is an absolute gift if we can get them some semblance of quarterback play. Because they've got Courtland Sutton coming back, Jerry Judy is an absolute sick baller. Noah Fant is a baller. Their offensive line is sick under Mike Munchak. Their defense is going to be good with Vic Fangio. Their win total is seven and a half. Let's let's jump into uh, win totals. Kanish. come on, let's go.
2: Well, I I mean you, but. Trey Lance isn't going to help you with it. If they come up and draft Trey Lance or a rookie quarter, I mean, Fields or Trey Lance ain't getting you the over on that one. Trey Lance is going to get you about three wins next year if you put him on the field. So I mean, Fields is mean, better
3: than Drew Locke, That's something though. to say now. That's something to say now. I mean, Drew Locke is like – I mean, he's not the answer. They, so why- they, they know that.
4: While well, I was thinking about this earlier, uh, Trey
3: Lance had 21 passing touchdowns and one interception in his college career. He, he played in a classic pro style offense. He ran he for that. 16 touchdowns. To, you're playing, he, you're
2: he's, like he's, Alabama versus like, uh, you know, uh, West Virginia. The Illinois. Mac.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh,
4: the the, 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 poor man, the kids who couldn't make the Mac. The, the only way I think it makes sense is that. I mean, that
3: he, he didn't have the opportunity to play against an SEC level schedule. <laughs> Can Even someone so get no, their I dog in order so my, right, my daughter doesn't? Get oh, bit. Well. That's
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think that's a joke for three.
4: Uh, I think Trey Lance, if he's viewed like the NFL, we've heard he's viewed as, whereas he's not competition. He needs to sit a year. That's how he lands in Denver because they don't view him as competition for Drew Locke.
3: When we all know he is more. Carson Wentz NFL- came out of this uh, exact same offense in year one, started almost every game and, you know, was, uh, competent. I, I why, why, why can't Trey Lance be that? No, he's, I agree. He's a better I, athlete. He's got a better arm than Carson Wentz. He's been healthier than Carson Wentz. He's a, apparently the most intelligent quarterback in the entire draft, even a, ahead of Mac Jones. He he went. He started seventeen games in college. Guess what his record was. Seventeen and zero, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so, no. I, no, no. Tell me how he he also played in the most pro style <laughs> offense that you've ever seen. We talked about this. No, 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 We no. talked about style this.
2: Independent, you were in high school. You're like you're challenging,
3: you know. You're and, and he had no talent Nobody around him. And you're telling anymore. me that Matt Jones, who had like nine first round receivers, and you know six. First round offensive the backup offensive lineman is gonna be a first rounder. Playing against multiple first round RBs NFL coached by Nick Saban. SEC do you even know who the coach of North Dakota State is? <laughs> My cousin and some Neither other do moms I. that
2: play. <laughs> Listen, Trey Lance is here's I'll give you a great, you know, buzz. And I, I
3: was all about telling about this guy last offseason. Oh, yes. Very Josh Allen reminiscent. Oh, where no, no, no. This he, from day very one. Very MVP Not reminiscent. this yes. day one. He needs I, I, I've been meaning to call you out about this, Kanish. You try to steal my identity. <laughs> what are you, you actually talking about? try to steal my, my online Let's identity. Go. All of a sudden, you became a Josh Allen MVP voter. You also started call, referring yes. to yourself as the big dog, which I thought was strange. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, the, it was uncomfortable. Frequently called, it was. <laughs> and and what else was on the bills over last year? winter Oh yeah,
3: I right. You that, were. Yeah. you were on the. You no, know, you were not.
2: I got the screenshot.
3: You know, you know that was the fakest screenshot I've ever seen. I mean, that was. Oh, I mean, Kanish, Kanish. that was
4: some all bright screenshot. What are you
2: doing? <laughs> 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 I mean, the bottom line is that you, you, you. What do you want to talk about, Trey Lance? Is that he's gonna need? To, I, I don't buy that. Listen, we we can joke all we want. I, I totally disagree with the fact that he could come in from day one and be a like a legitimate NFL quarterback that's gonna make you a playoff contender or a ten and, 10 and seven or any of that type of that. We we, that we, we just, we just don't
3: know. We just power. don't know what I mean. What he could add to the offense is he would be more aggressive than than or you know better throwing the ball downfield than than. Uh, I mean, all you have to do is be better than Drew Locke. Like, Drew Locke was a disaster. Uh, cool. Trey Lance is a dual-threat quarterback. He's big. He's strong. You, I think, you know, in year one, you have him try to be in the range of, like, 21 pass attempts a game. But, you know, you know, feeding off the, the playmaking ability of Courtly, Courtland Sutton and Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler and Noah Fant and keeping him well-protected. I Yo. mean, I, I think it's a really good situation to enter – a raw developmental first-year quarterback into?
4: I, I can't believe we're having a conversation if Trey Lance is good. Trey Lance is better than Drew Locke. He's more ready than Drew Locke will ever be in his entire career right now. Like, why I'm linking him to the Broncos, the only way I can fit him there in my mock <laughs> is because if the NFL, because this is how they talk, if they actually think he needs to sit a year, then the Broncos will not consider him a threat to Drew Locke, whereas he is a threat to Drew Locke, and we know that. And that's the only way I can fit him there. That's all Kinesh I want to say. That he can Kinesh, Bales, Where a push is, where up is challenge. the Trey I mean when, when do we
2: stop <laughs> taking him seriously? Where has this been? Where in the NFL? You want to talk about set your ego to the side? Where has all these teams lining up for, <laughs> for Trey Lance been? It there's, a number,
3: there's a team he's, at number. is a team in number three consideration Florida. to be the number three overall pick yeah, in the like, draft. Canishe, like, where have you been? Much
4: more than Fields, honestly. Like, no one's talking about Fields at all. No one cares about Fields, but like Lance is in consideration quite a bit.
3: All right, all right. Can we change the subject?
4: Um, just, you
1: know, so and- no, this is great. This is great, no, no.
4: We don't have to end it, but like, make sure we end. Someone in the chat said, "End on our hottest takes each."
1: Yeah, we
3: oh, let's do like, let's do ten more minutes.
0: <laughs> what, what I want to know. So this is I mean, change. she's just
3: starting to get this shit off the rails. The so bottle's this, empty.
0: <laughs> so I feel like in, in maybe for the last 10 or whatever, if anyone has any bets that we haven't thrown out, I feel like we've kind of parsed yeah. them out for the most part, but we're kind of getting into just some general discussion. It's a good way to wrap it up, but I know it's not necessarily actionable, but in the top 10 and the quarterback pieces, um, I think it's very interesting. that I think that Zach Wilson cut his teeth on very similar competition to what Trey Lance played against. I mean, yep. that schedule that BYU had to put together last year as an independent is not good. He was not great. This is a, a day two quarterback uh, going into the season, and all of a sudden he's just locked in. We're not even—he's not even on the show tonight.
3: Had to win a quarterback battle, I think, to to, mm-hmm. to become the starter in twenty twenty.
4: Yeah. The throwing lanes were as wide as the driveways that Kanisha's dog shits on, and it doesn't <laughs> pick up. Lawn. Lawn. <laughs> lawn. She likes going on the lawn, not the driveway.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Dale, have you ever owned a fucking
0: dog yeah. before? Come on. What I want to know is, it's, and it's really hard, if you are mocking at all, and I know a few of us are, where does Mac Jones go
3: if he doesn't go three? Yeah. Don't
2: need to worry about um, it
0: because
3: well, he's going three. Lombardi has said on multiple podcasts that he believes that the, the reason, the main driver of why San Francisco traded up to go get to, to number three to make sure they could get Mac Jones yep. was because they believed that multiple teams were trying to get up to get Mac Jones. And that began with the Panthers at eight that began with uh, uh, the Patriots, you know, potentially the bears and um, that that, again, you know, it's, there's a disconnect between, you know, the draft Twitter and the NFL media uh, industrial complex, which, you know, a lot of it is driven by like PFF advanced stats and Lombardi brings up, brings up a good point. Like who is grading these quarterbacks? We don't even know at PFF. And look, I love PFF. I, I have friends at PFF. You know, I, I totally support them, but he, he does bring up a good point that that drives a lot of, you know, the way that these quarterbacks are perceived. Whereas in the NFL, uh, they have different, they, they don't rely as much on PFF. They have their own guys charting games, you know, the, like literally the, the GM will sit down and chart you know, chart several games of an individual player and they'll come up, come up with very different takeaways than would PFF. It is interesting. I mean, it, it's
0: it's subjective to begin with. You're not in the huddle. You didn't necessarily know the play call. And you've been tasked with this role to like assign a grade that ends up becoming like just lockstep. Like PFF grades are, are defaults. Like I mean, when it's a, a Collinsworth game on Sunday night, the PFF grade going up with the guys getting announced. And it's like I know that they are good at what they do. I'm not calling that into question. But you know, it is it does have a little bit more subjectivity to it than I think it's treated like that in the space. So I think it's interesting. I mean, where he goes is very, very, I don't know. He could slide quite a bit further than we think. Maybe anyone else slides if they don't have the same evaluation.
3: I don't think he's sliding though. I think he's going three to San Francisco.
4: The, yeah. uh, the, I'll just feed yeah. off this one cause, because the worst take anyone's had the past two months is that <laughs> the 49ers could have sat there at 12 and had him. They absolutely yeah. didn't yeah. have a fucking chance to have Mac Jones at 12, no matter what we all think, yeah. because every team wanted him. Uh, some team would have traded up to four, to three, to eight, to seven, to nine, for Mac Jones, whatever we think. So they made the right – they didn't make the right move, but they made a move in trading up to three for Mac Jones. That's where my opinion sits. If he falls, the only other team that I've seen him even link to is the Bears, because it's the Bears, and I think the Panthers being – surprisingly in the market for a first round receiver, although I don't think they're going to go that direction, makes sense for them to move back to 20 because they can get the Bateman or more of their choice as a slot receiver from that point. And the bears can also move up if Matt Jones slides to number eight. And that's the All only right, yeah. other spot I see. All
3: yeah. right. I think we, we we are, are are still you know largely in agreement that Matt Jones is the favorite at, at very least to, to 99% be the pick at, at number three. Yeah, where, where, where are we? What uh, discussion we really need to have is where is Justin Fields going to go? And I think we should start off with Kanish because I think that his draft position slot might begin at number seven. Um, and, and that's, you know, I mean, Kanish loves the Lions. He's you know, he bets the over every year. <laughs> you know, he's, he's donated so many to the great people at the sports books uh, on the Matthew Stafford bets. Uh, I, I think Matthew Stafford actually is a pretty good bet this year to win MVP for the Rams. But, um, no, let's let's hear your that take. And, and... Yeah? Uh,
2: no, listen, I, I I would be ecstatic if the Lions grabbed Justin Fields at number seven. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Grant Holmes wants to do that. But I agree with you in terms of if there's going to be a trade-up, that would be the first uh, position someone would – Would want to look. I listen. I I think you've seen the top of the draft, and you've heard him talk down by a number of things. If he starts to slide, I think that really, really opens up. uh, You know, some of the 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 potentials there um, for a team. He reminds me of a guy that the Steelers would take a chance on, and some of the quarterbacks that they've tried to profile in past drafts that haven't worked out. Um, As Nagel said earlier, the Raiders. I don't think he's got I mean you look at the top of the board there I don't think those you know those top 6 I don't think he ends up on any of those teams Panthers Patriots Falcons Broncos Lions 49ers I do not think he ends up on any wow. of those teams I think okay. it starts potentially uh with Washington at plus 800 um, and, and then gets into the, you know that second realm there. well, uh, well this is a that situation that then
3: go. Kanish, where you can like where you can bet multiple teams like you could take yes, you know um, uh, the Steelers, which is, is an, would be an insane call by the way like 25, 25 to one. one. Yep. Uh, and, and then you could also bet Washington and you know I mean this is this is a situation where legit you can turn your even if you get a bunch of stuff wrong on, on draft day, which I think we're gonna get a bunch of stuff right. But, you know, you can you can turn your day around by just nailing one of these. At, at Even at just, you know, putting 25 bucks out there, you know, on on Washington or Pittsburgh.
2: I mean, do you disagree? Do you see him ending no, up on I any don't of disagree. the top six listed there?
3: Uh, I, I, it, it makes total sense to me that the Lions would start their rebuild with him. Chris Spielman is an Ohio, an, an Ohio State guy. You know, May, and, and then, I mean, I, I think it would be insane for Denver to pass on him. But at the same time, like teams can trade up, you know, and if Justin Fields starts to fall, which I think he's going to start to fall a little bit potentially, you know, then these teams at 19 with Washington or at 24 with Pittsburgh, they may start to think a little bit more aggressively (laughs) and and potentially, you know, go up to get him
2: going back to the Ohio State QB Wells is, uh, is a solid comment there. <laughs> the second time, uh, double dipping within two years. Uh, no, I, I, I listen. I I just don't. I if the Lions hadn't hired Brad Holmes, I'd feel much more uh, apt to you know made that trade that they could. And I think that's what they should do. Uh, yeah, and if they could really have. Uh, uh, you know, a, a nice rebuild there and start it with a, a field with a guy with a ton of potential. But, again, ego at the side, I don't think that's what they're going to do. I don't think the Broncos are going to draft a quarterback either. And then now you're into this realm uh, where you can, you know, bet three, four teams there, a little bit of small man, you, you think of, the Broncos
3: are going to go in with Drew Locke again?
2: I don't. I wouldn't.
3: I, uh, I, I
2: kind of think
4: they will. Yeah.
2: I think they will, too.
3: I mean, Vic Fangio has never liked Drew Lock, man. But
2: I, I, Vic Fangio was this close to not being the coach there anymore. I don't know how much pull really he now with the new draft I, that he's I don't know got if in the true. draft room. That's, I mean, <laughs> we could we could ask, uh, I, uh, you know, DM Albright to see what he says about the Broncos. Right? But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I mean, Yo, I,
3: hey, by the way, shout out to Albright. I mean, I, I think he does a good job. And actually he's uh, pretty
4: accurate, honestly, I, Kanish. K- I love K- you, Kanish, Kanish,
3: Kanish, but... Kanish. I might have I, lumped him in with a guy a couple of Yeah, yeah no, no, you yeah. Uh, fucked yeah, up, yeah, Kanish. fucked up, You Nish did fuck up. Kanish actually likes Albright more than he's projected, but now he's so dug in well, and he has to no, take shits on Albright. As well as allowing his dog to take shits on other
1: people's lawn. Now now,
4: now Lindsay okay, like Kanish
1: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know about that.
4: Uh, I will say that I genuinely think the Panthers is the only team I'm worried about inside the top 15 for Justin Fields. I, th- I think he slips beyond that. Um, and I keep coming back to the fact that the Panthers, if they really wanted him, they would have made the move to trade up for him yeah, because yeah. they tried to do that with every other quarterback they wanted, and so that's why I also linked them to either if an Sean offensive Watson lineman. Would
2: be a Panther if he was absolutely. A they would. They would have
4: They would have gave the
2: Texans a hundred percent, and not it cost to that point, some of us but, on this broadcast a lot of money that he, uh, you know, decided to whip his dong out eighty <laughs>
4: now. They would have gave the Texans three first round picks. I'm not agreeing 200%. with lighting nails. Kanish said there uh, for Watson, they went all in my, I think they may be going all in again. Like this year to set up the next successor. Like I don't think Donald, I think he's a one-year option. Even if they pick up his next is fifth year option and they're trying to set up the next guy to be successful. Um, I don't know who that is. I don't know what they do, but that's what keeps going back to me on fields. I'm not sure just yet.
0: This is why, Like so that makes sense to me, right? Because that's a new uh, Kind of front office and coaching staff, and, and rule, yeah. and Matt and Joe Brady, and all those things. Like that's why I get why they would be investing into the future, right? They did it last year. Their entire draft was defense. They have a little bit of a leash. That's why I don't understand the Bears talk on the Bears taking a quarterback in the first round. They have to win now. This is right. This
3: is Ryan Pace's yeah, last. That's not shot, your opinion. Right? And, and that's not so your opinion. That's Ryan Pace.
4: Yeah, think about Ryan Pace though. He doesn't think like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, yeah I mean, you have to. You have to like think of the dumbest version of yourself. Like maybe (laughs) after like 12 tequila drinks and, you know, (laughs) tequila, and then then you're thinking on the same page as as Ryan Pace, but you know, to go a little bit deeper, like what about at 33 to one, Justin Fields, um, the Eagles, the Eagles are not completely out of range for Justin Fields to just sit there at 12 and take them. And there have been murmurs that they might move back Thirty-three to one now, you know. I mean, I just, I, I, I think this, this kind of stuff again. You know, we, we think it's not going to happen, but I think it's worth a sprinkle. Thirty-three to one. I don't hate it. Don't 20, hate it at bu- all.
4: Twenty bucks on thirty-three to one doesn't hurt at all. Like anybody right. can do that. That's right. good. yeah. That's a good bet.
0: I do. I think that Raiders, Steelers, Eagles kind of group. They're all. Well, I think they are all in play. Kind of
1: well, leading uh, on. What the we're Raiders, all connecting on here
4: is that. Justin Fields is well over four and a half. That's the number.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We all seem to think well over four and a half. Oh, yeah. And I think he's floating at seven and a half right now, though, on DraftKings and most yeah. other books.
3: Yeah, he got bet way, that's, way
1: down the board. For seven yeah. and a half, though, that's tough because I think the yeah. Lions are a popular team to trade down. Um, they have a new GM in Brad Holmes who's, like, analytically sound in terms of, like, well, you know, maybe he's not analytically sound, but the Lions front office hired him because they were impressed with his analytics. And so, you know, like an analytics GM would consider trading down, knowing that they have the worst receiving cores in the NFL, the as process, condition that's noted. The thing. Yeah, the holes. they have. A, they taught, you have
2: can't a, pinpoint who they're going to take because they exactly. got so many fucking holes. Yeah, yeah. There's no like oh so and if as Silva said, if you want to come up to get fields, Seven's your spot because the yeah. Lions will take. Uh, I don't yeah. think they're scattered yeah. in on anybody. Like we have to have guy X at seven. Yeah. We'll trade back to ten. We'll trade back to fifteen uh, mm-hmm. if you're giving enough enough package if you want to come up and get him. So yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't touch field seven and a half or eight and a half. No, a half I it,
1: exactly because I tweeted out tweeted this out a month ago that I thought the Lions could trade out trade back and now you know multiple sources are tweeting out that you know that they, they think it's likely. That the Lions are trying to trade back as much as possible, and it makes sense. I mean, it does because they have holes everywhere on their roster, everywhere. So I mean, like they need to trade back, and yeah. so and if, if, any, line, if anyone's interested if, in quarterback, they're going to trade up to seven.
2: They've got enough car, like where. This, I mean, along with the golf trade, and the, they know this year they can win, they can go three and fourteen, and the organization is still all in play. Nobody's losing their job. So, they yeah, the
3: the, the the scary part of, of of this always is is applying rationality to irrationally, you know, uh, mm-hmm. irrational actors, which which the Lions have been for a long time. I I, I hope for your sake that you're right, Kenish You know, I'm tired of seeing the Lions be, you know. I mean, I I, I kind of liked them last year, you know, to be like a sleeper to be good, but um, nope. I, they're, I, they're, I think they should do like the long rebuild thing, not even the quick rebuild thing like Miami did, like the long rebuild thing that they need to win
1: won- one game next year,
2: like or less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I legitimately they need to go in the next I mean, year with the number first, one pick.
1: I'm telling you now, and for anyone listening, they're going to be favored in one or fewer games next year, according to Vegas. One or fewer,
2: unless it's so like. The- Golf is great in this new system, which a lot of people are talking no, about. Stop. No, Joey, no Many people are talking about it. I'm telling, that. This. I'm telling uh, you, know, Anthony
3: Anthony Lynn's uh, killer system <laughs> is going uh, to elevate Jared Goff to heights where he never even could have imagined. Turn on a charmer into a star in one year. Can he do I-
4: it, Golf? I, I truly just wherever wherever he goes, and I do think it's the backup of the first round. I just hope Justin Fields burns all these shrivel dick olds to the ground. He just fucking comes out and he blazes the league on fire because he's he's awesome. He's so awesome, and the NFL doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about.
0: Oh my god! All right, fire takes to wrap it up. I think was the uh, the
1: question there. So I, yep. I feel like it's it probably a pretty been, fire take.
0: That's that's way
1: back. Otherwise, I would I would pull it up, but it, it's like you know hundreds of comments back. So yeah.
0: Uh, I gave a couple, and I think, I know we talked about it's not the best of the number, but it's still viable, is on DraftKings, you can go um, with Jones, Pitts, and Chase. Um, That's still worthwhile to me. Or if you think it's Lance is plus 650, I think it makes a ton of sense. Lance, Pitts, Chase. And I really like the running back one, too, uh, with ATN being the first running back off the board. Kinnish threw out some really nice long shots there, Uh 29 and 43 to 1. Uh, With the kind of exact uh,
1: outcome, so uh, what's a hot take for you, Connor? Uh, I mean, the the hot takes are tough. I'm just going to fire off whatever else that I've left that's like actionable um, that I want to you know get get off on this pod here. Um, I took uh, Baron Browning over 55 and a half. um, You know, off ball linebacker from Ohio State. um, You know, devalued position. Um, one of our guys at, uh, 4-4, Gajeski, Matt Gajeski is like, you know, big on the over here, thinks it should be in the eighties. Um, doesn't think it's even close. So yeah, I I would take this at over like up to 60. I took, uh, JC Horn over Parsons, minus 150 on DK. It's up to minus 167. I would still take that. I think that there are like multiple teams in the top 10, you know, valuing JC Horn. Um, and whereas Parsons has character issues and the only one who seems to be somewhat interested in Parsons is, you know, Dave Gettleman, and I, I don't even think that he takes him there. So I think that, you know, Parsons falls into like the of the 13 to 20 range, uh, whereas J.C. Horn is like a, you know, top 12, the to top, uh, you know, maybe in seven pick. Um, the other ones that I like a lot, uh, Bateman over Tony at minus 134 at FanDuel. Right now, I, I like that a lot. Um, Bateman is like viewed as like a top 20 to 25 pick. Whereas Kadarius Tony is like a fringe first round pick, he has he has some character issues. Uh, if you look at Grinding the Mocks uh, website right now, most of the mock drafts have uh, Bateman in, in like the 20-ish range, whereas uh, Tony's in like the fringe first round. He's like a thirty fourth. And then uh, uh, Jalen Phillips, first defensive lineman, plus one sixty. You know, I, I know that that's a worse number, but uh, you know, like the recent medicals on uh, Quiddy Pay has been bad. You know, he he flared up with a knee issue. So I've been I've been down on him. I originally took him to be the first defensive lineman at minus one ten over at four for four. We bought out of that at at uh um uh Phillips at plus one sixty over at FanDuel. And I think that he'll be the first defensive lineman. I think Pay is gonna be drafted in the twenties, whereas uh Phillips is gonna be drafted in the mid teens.
0: All right, it what do you got? Anything left?
4: We talked a little bit earlier, Travis Etienne. If you can get him under in the first round, I still think he falls there. I don't believe the Bills would trade up for him because that would like sacrifice our team who only does good things the past two years. (laughs) But if they do, like fuck it, like there's actually a chance it happens. Um, Jalen Wald over Devontae Smith. That's still like minus juice significantly. Is still an obvious very bet. It's going to happen. Doesn't matter at all. Uh, We talked about Sewell over six and a half. Very much going to happen. Not even worried about that number at all. And then just even if you see Mac Jones, like even two to one, if it's an exacta, Jones, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, just bet it to hedge your Justin Fields bets because I'm sorry, but Justin Fields ain't it. Like it's not happening.
0: What do you got, Kanish? Favorite stuff?
2: Jalen Mayfield from Michigan is the best tackle in this draft. Uh, and I took some unders on him at Circa. The numbers are a little bit tough to find. He was a guy who didn't get a ton of run, had a little bit of injuries in Michigan. Um, but you talk about a guy with potential. They they took they picked him up really on, turned him into a starter. He came in as a true freshman. He will be the best tackle in this draft. And Travis Etienne wins Offensive Rookie of the Year. Doesn't matter what team, best running back prospect uh, in five years, Etienne Offensive Rookie what? of the Year. I don't even care where he's going, but five years it. better than Barkley, <laughs> better than anybody. Etn as good as it gets at the running back position. I, don't I like Etn. But what
1: the hell is that?
2: Name, name it. Name A better top five running back the day he sets foot in the NFL.
3: Kanish, I know you've been you know throwing back the Royds and the HGH, you know the top the toster and all that, but I mean there is a little bit of, of uh, actionable information there. Etn to win Oroy. Is kind of interesting here.
2: Honestly, you 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 do probably want to wait to see who actually drafts them. Um, I I mean, I was coming in a little. No, you can get better
3: odds now, dude. I mean, we're talking about it's true. Yeah,
1: I
2: mean, I mean, the guys. Listen, how many how many explosive playmakers in the NFL are there that are comparable to him at the running back position? Three, five, max. Who? I mean, he's
3: only. Are are you guys on the same uh, like program?
2: Hey, listen, put me and him in the gym together, baby. We can rail a freaking. Uh, – I'm, I'm about to run a
3: 4-4 with him. But
2: listen, I don't know. that. Like The whole running backs don't matter thing has devalued the position to where guys are ta- – if this is five years ago, people are talking about Travis Etienne as a top 10, top 5 type of guy. He's that level of talent. Um, And I don't I, – I said it during last year during the college season. How many guys would I take in the NFL right now over him? And I, I could barely I, – I, there, there was it was hard to come up with five
4: to support your point he did average two yards fewer per touch before contact last year than the year prior because the clemson offensive line was shuffling five different guys as opposed to nfl talent the year prior so the numbers you can throw them out the window it just makes sense he's still the most talented back in this draft arguably
2: not arguably
0: <laughs> done <laughs> deal <laughs> thank you yeah Pretty sexy going to a spot like,
3: yeah, could be interesting. Uh, Evan, yeah, favorite stuff. My my bold predict is uh, Matt Ryan 80 to 1 to win NFL MVP. I understand this is not a a specific NFL draft prop bet, but there is some fallout here. If the Falcons keep Julio Jones, and, and I'm hoping that they do, I think they should. He was like top six in yards per route run last year. I understand that he was hurt a lot, he can still play. Calvin really took a big step. At, they add Kyle Pitts in this scenario. They bring back Hayden Hurst. They've got like personnel package flexibility. They've got um they 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 got rid of their two worst offensive linemen. They're bringing back their three best offensive linemen in the place of those two offensive linemen they lost. Uh, Matt Gano, who they gave a second round restricted ten or two, and uh, Matt Hennessy, who they took uh, I think you know, in the second round or early in the third last year, and is ready to play. Uh, out of Boston College, uh, they're going to have a really good offensive line. Arthur Smith is a huge play calling upgrade over Dirk Cutter, and I think that they are a candidate to lead the NFL in points scored. And Matt Ryan's have just an, an incredible uh, season. Eighty to one. Let me let me read you some of the players that have uh, uh, higher odds to are are uh, you know allegedly better odds to win uh, MVP over. Matt Ryan, Dalvin Cook, a running back, Trevor Lawrence, a rookie, Jameis Winston, who might not even start over Taysom Hill, Derek Carr. Come on now, Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Joe Burrow coming off an ACL tear, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. Oh my God, Jalen Hurts is up to forty to one. I mean, we, we Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun Watson, you know, might not even play a game this year. <laughs> So 80-1, Matt yeah. Ryan. I mean, I, I think burial, go. burial. Oh, 100-1 IMG. 101 at MGM. Okay,
4: there you I'm go. I'm
2: not a big trends guy, but when's the last year that Silva picked the MVP? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can say whatever
3: you want about a nice number. But, I was on Lamar this. Jackson in, in 2019. I know you've been no, trying to steal my identity out here no, in these no. streets Listen, and then, please,
2: it's on for the for, ga- for gambling Twitter, the gambling Twitter. Okay. A, oh, gee, in the sewer from day. one. Send me the tweet. Out of you Lamar Jackson in nineteen? <laughs> Maybe like week fifteen. You're like, oh, plus
3: no. I I picked him before show. No, the no, <laughs> yeah. no,
2: no. I'll text your
3: boss Levitan and see if that's true. Text that my boss Levitan. Yeah, yo, uh, uh, we were having a discussion the other day over a uh, uh, DM. And Kanish told me that he was uh, happy for me that I got the internship at uh, ETR, the the unpaid internship, the unpaid ETR internship. And then he asked Scott Smith, you know, the the great mock drafter who uh, uh, trains MMA fighters, if his fighter Brandon Allen. Uh, would take a dive for twenty k uh, in the UFC uh, yeah. event on, on, on Saturday night. Uh, Ask him if he would ever... take a take a dive. I'll, I, I got the receipts. Ask <laughs> him if he would take a dive.
2: Obviously, you know we were just uh, you know having a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> In case uh, you know Scott's still watching, uh, offers still on the table. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously Scott too professional for that. Um, you know, and we would never consider something. Brendan so Allen ridiculous. has only trained his
3: entire life, only to to mortgage it for you know twenty k from Joey Kanish.
2: You want I, I, I mean, I I, I fifty? Like I'm going to make a counter offer. Tell Scott the you know. Send me a DM. I we start with twenty. He said fifty.
0: Well, you can get fifty. Unbelievable. Ah, so that wraps it up. I think we've all Connor. You've uh, you've shot your load here. You got all of them out. Yeah, I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got nothing left. All right, uh, everyone, pump your bag. Where can they? Uh, everyone find your stuff. I know we got some final mocks. Evan, I know you put a mock up
3: today over at uh, ETR. Is there going to be? Uh, is that the final one, or is there one more coming on uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning? No, Wednesday night. Check me out uh, at Evan Silva at Establish the Run.
0: Love it. Um, and then Kanish, uh, was it Lions Pride dot org
2: pride of uh detroit and um you know if you see me uh in your neighborhood walking my dog uh, go fuck yourself Uh, um, (laughs) uh, you see me in the window i'm flicking you up. i'm I'm not picking it up so uh yeah you know enjoy we're about to go for a walk here in a minute under the cover of darkness so uh yeah hopefully (laughs) if you're watching you don't live within a few mile radius of me
0: uh jd you have uh, another final mock coming too right bud Final mock Wednesday
4: night before competition closes at midnight at not J Daigle on Twitter. And, uh, I hear there's a rumor. We're all going to be in Chicago at the end of May, the first week of June. Like does does ETR really have money if we're not doing a live show from peace?
1: The they oh, have
4: money that's, great that's all i'm saying
2: that's a great question a lot a, of people are saying that you know a pre betting
4: show it it exists look, we're all live
2: the entire budget on crypto punks and etr's uh, <laughs> that's up. So, all i'm saying still and uh you know can put a little something together
3: have you guys been buying these uh virtual horses I mean I'm Oh a buddy
2: fan. I've, I've been racing that is, is on Freaking uh, Twitter every day Tell me I, I, uh, I know
3: I I don't I don't get it And
2: 80 Etherum on fucking like a Thing that some 14 year old Taiwanese kid put together On like a Bitcoin <laughs> server or something <laughs> So I don't know I don't know why These I, I mean, People are poor All over the world And there's people Paying you know 40,000 for a, Like a, a crypto punk Or whatever It's
0: It's so, almost like The elite elite. It's, it's, it's almost like, a, like that
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, one thing we got to do when Kanish comes to town, it is the final year of racing here at Arlington Park in, oh. in the area. Um, it's sad that it's the final year, but it's for whatever reason. Well, there are well, reasons yeah, for you know, a different show with uh, Churchill Downs. An
2: but uh, yeah, no, that, <laughs> uh, yeah, Arlington Park, maybe a little bit. I and listen, the ponies are still, uh, still a nice. If you really want to ruin your life. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I I can't wait to see what he's, what he's pumping next. Uh, so yeah, no, hopefully, uh, we can, we can get together here, uh, in a month or so and, um, and do it right.
0: Looking forward to it. Connor, uh, what's going on over at four for four? There's, I'm sure season long packages and betting stuff. Uh, talk to us real quick before we wrap up. What's going on over there?
1: Yeah, not too much. We have our uh, season long uh, betting package with uh, NBA props and like NBA sides, you know, uh, throughout the NBA playoffs. And then we're going to have like some season long stuff, um, but otherwise not too much there. And then we're going to have our full NBA or uh, NFL package uh, coming up with the NFL betting packages in general.
0: Love it. Over at FTN, we just went live with our football package so you can get fantasy, DFS, betting, everything uh, from the entire crew. For the entire season, it's basically like forty percent off. Promo code noon, and we'll get you another ten percent over there. So definitely want to check out all that we have going on. So we will probably be back with some uh, preseason pods. We'll be digging into some win totals. I'm sure we'll have these familiar faces on again at some point. So for Connor and John, Evan, and Kanish, I'm Ryan. We'll see you again soon.